Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over the Bitch, you got coronavirus. As many as, as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. Should emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be let go? Yes and yes. Let's go, Brandon. The mandates are working. All the stuff about people leaving, not true. The two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on. Freedom. You are fake news. <laughs> Very fake news. You serious? Get out from America, okay? I will eat your ass. I'll do it. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show, frankly. The best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. Flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Well, here's uh, news I certainly was not expecting to read for the show intro. If I had reading glasses, I would put them on because I need to be double sure. Alec Baldwin accidentally shoots two people on the set of his Western movie. Oh, yeah. My husband never texts me, but the other day he texted me. He's like... Alec Baldwin just killed somebody. I was like, what? <laughs> what, you, what are you talking about? You knew somebody somewhere was going to try to make it Trump's fault. I've only <laughs> found one obscure example, but someone has. They did. Anyway, yeah. when I saw the news circulating on Twitter, I had the same reaction because the initial reports I saw said that he shot them with a prop gun. And I thought, well, how do you shoot someone with a prop gun? Is it a prop or is it not a prop? Well, since then, a lot more information has come out. We'll get through all the available facts and we'll do our best not to indulge in the very distasteful memes that are circulating as well, at least too much. Plus, uh, Joe Biden has a disastrous town hall on CNN with Anderson Cooper, in which the crowd, as you heard in the intro there, they cheer for firing police and first responders. Oh, we can't get enough. Fire them all over, of course, vaccine noncompliance. And Joe just uh, I don't know if it was enthusiasm for that proposition. He's just clenching his fists, at least for <laughs> 30 or so seconds. What the hell happened there? I don't know. We'll try to find we'll try to find out. And then Steve Bannon is held in contempt of Congress as his case is now forwarded to the attorney general for potential prosecution. This is for noncompliance with the January 6th commission. And this uh, this happens just as new video evidence shows if there was any actual organization that day, strong likelihood it was at least in part from uh, federal assets. Dan no. the Fed working overtime that day. I had not seen this compilation of footage before. I gather it was reported it is, on. 
outrageous and shocking. Everybody, come! I'm going to go to prison for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go to the Capitol. Follow me. Yep. Yeah, odd that. And then there's John Sullivan just hanging out with him, too. <laughs> great. That's yeah. great. Just total coincidence. Antifa guy. Plus, we'll talk uh, the Chappelle protests at Netflix and the San Francisco in and out controversy that now has Steven Crowder in trouble for the commentary he had to offer about the reporter at the in and out at Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. I have some, uh, some surprise cringe before we get out of here. And tonight's movie review is the classic Western, the good, the bad and the ugly. So stick around. And of course, we'll check in with Super Chads on YouTube, Tippy Stream, and DLive in between topics 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show. Because we are no good low down money grabbers, we'll take as many as we can until 11.30 p.m. Eastern. So get them in early if you'd like them read, please. And thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is the show store. Of course, you can pick up a T-shirt. You can pick up a hat. You can pick up a mug. We have it all. Plus, we have special deals from our friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Freedom Hill Coffee Roasters. Freedom Hill Coffee was founded by veterans to serve America's heroes. Every sale puts veterans to work and funds Freedom Hill Farm and Folk School in northern Michigan, where vets and first responders share peace and purpose through craft and recreation. Freedom Hill Coffee is available in both grounds and single-serve pods in a variety of roasts and flavors. Using promo code MATT10, you can get 10% off all Freedom Hill products with the exception of subscriptions. Support small business, support veteran charity and jobs, support listeners of this show, and support yourself with great coffee from Freedom Hill Coffee Roasters. Promo code MATT10 at checkout gets you 10% off. You can find everything you need from Freedom Hill and other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. I do have to say a thank you at the top of the show to listener Rocky Mountain Monk, who has covered the costs of getting this show live on Odyssey for six months. So... The show is running live on Odyssey right now. You're welcome to check that out if you like. And I hope it did run perfectly fine on Wednesday. So I trust that it's running perfectly fine there now. I will say to uh, Odyssey listeners, as far as live viewers, I gather they have like a super chat system on Odyssey, kind of like Rumble. We're not totally set up to engage with that yet. So many ways you guys can interact with us. It's so annoying. (laughs) We're working on some stuff behind the scenes to aggregate some of this to make it a little more... uh, streamer friendly and to make it uh, easier for everybody involved but we for are. now youtube <laughs> well we have some helper monkeys doing some things behind the scenes and uh but uh for now youtube tippy stream d live are the places where chats can be read but uh, of course we appreciate you tuning in and we appreciate you supporting the show if you decide to wherever you decide to do it also quick update for next week remember saturday night halloween uh stream because halloween is next sunday so We'll be doing a live show on Saturday night in costume. Of course, my costume arrived in the mail yesterday or the really? day before. I have high hopes. I was a little, there weren't a lot of Halloween costume picks that I was really enthusiastic about, but I think this will turn out better than I had hoped. Are you optimistic about so your too. costume prospect? It'll. It's going to be pretty easy, I think. Okay. But, wow. uh, but yeah, I think it'll, you know, I think my favorite Halloween costume may have been Kyle Rittenhouse. That was a good one. 
Yeah, it was fun to make that arm wound. You can go look at last uh, year's episode if you want to see. That's um, pretty good. Let's see. Odyssey is working, I'm told. So Very good. Appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, the Halloween show, Saturday night, 9 Eastern, same time. And uh, we will be in costume, and we hope to see you then or later in the week if you decide to uh, tune in on demand and have a happy Halloween in that case. Well, uh, I asked you on Wednesday if you had over-the-air TV in uh, your neck of the woods, because you might pick up Coeur d'Alene news stations, but I gather you did not see, see this, this uh, particular incident in which local Spokane CBS station KREM showed porn behind the meteorologist during a live news broadcast weather report. This was last Sunday night, sometime after we were off the air, late night local time. And I'll show you what I can show you. Susan said this is okay. Just Michelle Boss joining us right now. And note behind the shoulder. Is it going to be sticking around? (laughs) You know, it can't last forever, but it can last into the start of the week at least. And it looks like that's what we're going to get. Some bonus days of nice weather after a gorgeous weekend of mild temperatures currently outside. And as you can tell, that is not a uh, photo. That is a moving video image. Is it like P in the V? Just you didn't watch the uncensored. uh... No. (laughs) It's uh, from what I can. It's it's a low res video. It's some it's a low res video on the screen and someone is recording the TV with their phone. So a lot of the details are lost. How but from what does I gather, that happen? I, I don't know how the clip made it on, but the clip is something of an inspection of a female rear end. That's what oh, uh, it's like. It's like beehole territory. It's like open it up and have a look inside that that kind of thing. <gasps> yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> And neither of these bitches knew that this was happening. That's what's weird about the clip is neither one of them reacts. I assume that they would see that on the monitors, but I don't know. Neither one of them reacts. The station is investigating how this happened. And now Spokane police are investigating as well. The station (laughs) faces the possibility of fines from the FCC for broadcasting, broadcasting this indecent material. But uh, no official word on, on what happened or who's responsible. Anyway, we will uh, see if we can find out in the meantime, Rachel Levine formerly Richard Levine, our heroic, stunning and brave assistant secretary of health. When you think the face of health, that's it right there. Rachel Levine continues to make her story. Let's be specific. It's her story here. This week, uh, during what looks and sounds like a a bizarre, stiff, scripted propaganda video uh, from some other like third world country, it's it's like it's straight out of North Korea and they have to say this or the dictator is going to chop off their heads. Rachel Levine was sworn in as the historic first female and first openly transgender four-star officer of any United States uniformed services. Rachel Levine is now commissioned as a four-star admiral in the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps, one of the eight uniformed services of the United States. And this is apparently a serious ceremony from a serious government on a serious issue. Path towards equality is a long one, but today we are taking a historic step forward with the appointment of Admiral Levine as the first openly transgender four-star officer Avril across Levine. the uniformed services. Place She's still making music. Constitution. Wow, she really let herself go. I state your name. I Rachel L. Levine. Welcome, Admiral Levine. Would you like to say a few words? Yes, please. <clears throat> Just as they ah. stepped up to defend our rights to freedom and liberty, I now follow in their storied tradition of service as I step up to defend the health of our nation. I stand before you in this uniform, ready to be a beacon in these dark days of COVID-19. I am honored to serve as the first female four-star officer 
of the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps and the first openly transgender four-star officer to serve across any of the eight uniformed services. Oh, my gosh. It takes a lot for me to say this, but I'd actually have a real woman in government, in a government position than this. <laughs> you see what you've done? You see what you've reduced, reduced her to? I know. Oh, my God. Pains but me I, to say that. that. That As a woman, I find this so offensive. The first female. Come on. Has she even <laughs> cut it off? I don't believe so. I'm not sure, though. You can't uh, have a dick and say that you're a woman. There's, no, can't do it. Shut down for hate speech now, just like a congressman, which I'll get to in a moment. But the the oddest, well, not the oddest. I shouldn't rank them. What stood out to me is ugh, a bizarre element. I can't call it the most bizarre. But why the hell do they have to wear a mask while doing the swear in ceremony? But then when Rachel Levine is doing the speech, the mask comes off and he can speak freely. Why the masks for just the one part, but not that part? The mask comes off. Yeah. See? A metaphor, I suppose. And to yeah. be clear, I had to cut this for time, obviously. But uh, the clip, in that clip, he is comparing himself to World War II veterans, his <laughs> family. And, of course, calling himself a woman. But he's neither of those things. We're supposed to grant that he is, I guess, some sort of oppressed woman who basically storms Normandy. That is the, mm. the speech that was made here. And I love... I love the talk of freedom and liberty. Oh, I'm here to defend your freedom and liberty in the era of COVID-19 in which we're trying to forcibly stab all of you who don't get in line and do what we say. Thank you for that. What a joke. We are not a serious country. Uh, no, it's hard to take that as anything serious, but we're supposed to. It's a not just a serious moment, a historic, moment, a historic moment. How hard moment. are Muslims laughing right now? Well, I do want to get to that in a moment because uh, I don't. Well, I'm sure they are laughing at this clip, but. It's also it explains how we have disasters like what happened in Afghanistan. We focus on nonsense like this. But before I get to that, uh, Jim Banks, a congressman from Indiana, was had a tweet taken down because he tweeted the title of first female four star officer gets taken by a man. That is a he factually got that taken down. whatever. Yeah. Twitter said that violated the hateful conduct policy. Uh, that is a fucking ridiculous. Factually true statement. Hateful Gosh, conduct. seriously, Muslims must be lolling right off their camels. <laughs> well, when we focus on nonsense like this, it, it's it starts to become apparent how we had such drastic failure in places like Afghanistan, where we focus on this sort of progressive ideology instead of effectiveness, military strategy, whatever. This is like a sort of quasi military event here. But it, it is this is celebrated as a military first one of the first or not one of the first openly transgender four star officer in the eight uniformed services of the United States, which include all your military branches. So we start focusing on this progressive nonsense. We don't focus on what really matters. And you know, we lose to people who are third world cave dwellers, or at least we get embarrassed by them when we trust them. And yet another clip explaining and demonstrating exactly who we trusted in Afghanistan, how, how all that could have gone so awry. This is a Taliban official being interviewed by a French reporter and he's asked to spot Afghanistan on the globe. Takes a little time, needs a little assistance. Je vais la tourner côté Afghanistan. Where is Afghanistan? Where is Afghanistan? C'est dur à trouver. Quelqu'un sait où c'est? No, no, go back. Déjà la vie. C'est là. Ah oui, c'est là. Erat, Kaboul. He did it. We got outsmarted 
At least our our military leadership got outsmarted by guys like that. Uh, Yeah, I would posit that a nation building in a hellish sandstorm in a country where we have no business uh, is nearly as preposterous as this tranny debacle. (laughs) Take your pick. It's a, you know, flip a coin. I don't know which one is sillier, but hey, speaking of the federal government's uh, priorities, we know uh, it's understandable that you... Uh, you know, have catastrophic losses in Afghanistan and all the other things that are that we're struggling with when you have domestic terrorist parents to deal with. That has been the focal point for the Justice Department the past few weeks. Domestic terrorist parents having strong opinions at school board meetings about mask policy and critical race theory. And this was according to Attorney General Merrick Garland, who pledged to investigate these dissident parents. Um, after the National School Board Association had requested federal help after some people were mean at school board meetings for the last few months. Well, the heat on the NSBA, the National School Board Association, which made that request uh, and wrote that letter that characterized parents as domestic terrorists, the heat on them must have been severe because they've now apologized. They they wrote a letter to all of their membership. And the letter reads uh, in part, quote, on behalf of the NSBA, we regret and apologize for the letter. There was no justification for some of the language included in the letter. We should have had a better process in place to allow for consultation on a communi- uh, on a communication of this significance. The NSBA said in its apology that it would launch a formal review of its process and procedures and announce, quote, specific improvements. That will be made. Now, this apology is interestingly timed as well because it comes one day after the Washington Free Beacon revealed emails that show that the the NSBA was working with the Biden administration before that original letter was ever sent. They were in (laughs) communication and had coordinated this whole thing. So it's actually much worse than them just requesting FBI help and Merrick Garland jumping right in. This was coordinated behind the scenes and it was a strategic PR uh, move and it still failed as, as hard as it did. What do they expect? Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't Popular believe... Popular support for this? Is... The domestic terrorist parents really didn't like it. And, you know, the apologizing is nice and all, but uh, really uh, actually putting parents and their, and their children first would be the gesture that matters most. And make no mistake, these people... And by these people, I mean Democratic power structure, a lot of entrenched bureaucrats, whether they're local on your school board or whether they're feds. These people hate you. They have no oh, like yeah. for you whatsoever. They just want to control your kids. That's it. As demonstrated by the Connecticut Senate Democrats on Twitter this week, they put out a cartoon showing a woman looking at a, a group of fictional serial killers. She says, oh, that's nice. Are you going trick or, trick or treating? And they respond, no, we're going to a school board meeting. This is what they think of parents. They think you're a bunch of Freddy Kruegers or the clown from It. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's on parents now if they aren't homeschooling or making other arrangement for their children's education. Yeah. And, you know, if you're like, but my wife has to work, figure it out, downsize. She doesn't have to work. Everybody needs to homeschool. A lot of people are. We talk about what explains a lot of the uh, the lack of participation in the labor force. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that going on. Just families evaluating. All right. What's our home structure and and what can we do? Can we make this work on a single income? Let's let's Mm -hmm. do it because the fate and future of our children is at stake. Like you yep. can't hand them over to these people. And I say that as someone who used to think homeschoolers were weirdos and I thought I would never do it. Now it's like, I'll never send my kid into no. the, the care of, of these people. Never. All right. You ready to talk a little, uh, Alec Baldwin. I guess so. I've kind <laughs> so, of read this story to death, but we kind of got in on the hot end of it. This was two days ago, right? It happened on Thursday and there are still oh, okay. some unclarities. 
I, I've seen several different reports about the round, actually, because there was this case of this other actor in the 90s who died because as far as I understand, he died because of a blank. The chat might be able to clue me in, but blanks themselves can be fatal uh, under certain circumstances. And I've seen different reporting that has said it's a live round and it's or it's a blank. But it, it, I, I believe it's live okay. rounds. That's I where it stands I also right believe we'll get, that it's a live round. Do you know if on the set of The Crow, that was a blank, right? Uh, which one? On the crow, well, when um, Brandon Lee was I killed. I thought so, but I well, I'm already off the rails now because I'm going into stuff I didn't uh, research before the show. So <laughs> <Sorry>. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll refer to the chat on that. It's my fault for bringing it up because what really matters here. Let's get into the facts that are confirmed. Alec Baldwin had been filming this low-budget independent western called Rust. This is in New Mexico outside of Santa Fe, and on Thursday, Alec Baldwin himself pulled the trigger on a prop gun, firing a shot that killed cinematographer. Is it Helena? I'm going with Helena Hutchins and wounded director Joel Souza, who was standing behind her. <coughs> so one round, uh, both of them hit them both. Okay. Photos of the gun that are used are available. Um, it, it looks to be a single action revolver like you would associate with a, an old West setting. The caliber as of now is unknown or not specified by investigators. Now, according to the warrant application from the investigators, the assistant director handed Baldwin this gun moments before the shooting, telling him it was a, quote, cold gun, as in safe and not loaded. <laughs> the gun was one of three that the film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez, who we will get to momentarily, uh, had on set or had uh, on a cart outside the wooden structure where the scene was being acted, uh, according to the, the, the court records here. Assistant director Dave Halls grabbed the gun from the cart and brought it inside to Alec Baldwin, unaware that it was loaded with live rounds, according Ooh. to this is this is what was said in the uh, in the uh, warrant application by investigators. This is what's reported by the AP presently. Now, it's unclear, according to this report, how many rounds were fired. We do know it was the one that hit them both. So at least one, possibly more. Although I don't know why he would keep shooting if he accidentally shot his friends, but. It remains a possibility. Gutierrez removed a shell casing from the gun after the shooting. This is the armorer girl. And she turned the weapon over to police when they arrived, the court records say. The film's script supervisor, Mamie Mitchell, said she was standing next to Hutchins when she was shot. So standing next to the woman who died when she was shot. And she says, quote, I ran out and called 911 and said, bring everybody, send everybody. Mitchell, Mitchell tells the AP in this report, quote, this woman is gone at the beginning of her career. She was an extraordinary, rare, very rare woman. Here is a portion of that 911 call from the script supervisor. We need some help. Our director and our cameraman, cameraman has been shot. So was it loaded with a real bullet or one? I, I cannot tell you that. Okay. It is fucking that yelled at me at lunch because asking about revisions. This motherfucker, did you see him lean over my table and yell at me? He's supposed to check the guns. He's responsible for what happened to now, Mimi? No, no, no. I'm a script supervisor. How, how many getting, people were injured? Two. So what did she say there? Uh, was she, she's talking about some motherfucker that yelled at her for something because she was trying to get them to recheck the, the weaponry? It's hard to tell, but you gather she's frustrated with somebody whose responsibility is to check the weapon. And she doesn't think that happened. And there were there was negligence. She's clearly frustrated with somebody neglecting his or her duty. Um, and, uh, and and there was a lot of chaos going on on the set, as we'll get to momentarily, as far as the staffing. 
No immediate charges have been filed. Uh, uh, Sheriff spokesman Juan Rio said Alec Baldwin is permitted to travel. Quote, he's a free man. So I don't know where what his current whereabouts are, but there are no there's no warrant out for Alec Baldwin's arrest or anything like that or anyone yet. There were claims circulating that Alec Baldwin had made um, some sort of uh, joke threat. The, you might see screenshots of this claim circulating. It looks like it's a screenshot from a news report. And it says that producers had called for another take of this shot. And Alec had said something like, another take? How about I just fucking shoot the both of you? <laughs> I, but it's not clear what the original source of this claim was. And screenshots showing it, at least according to this fact check, appear to be false. So I would take that one with a grain of salt. Um, however, you know. No. Alec Baldwin has said some shit in his day, so yeah, who knows? Um, but as far as this chaos on the set, um, it, it, the set appears to have been kind of messy and and loose with safety protocols and having trouble with with staffing. About a half dozen camera crew workers walked off the set in protest. Uh, they were protesting working conditions just hours before the fatal incident. This is according to a report in the L.A. Times. The camera operators and their assistants were reportedly frustrated by the conditions surrounding the indie film, including complaints of long hours and pay, according to three people familiar with the matter who were not authorized to comment to the L.A. Times. Several non-union crew members showed up to replace them, an anonymous source says. A member of the producer staff then ordered the union members to leave the set. She said if they didn't leave, the producers would call security and remove them. Most importantly, as far as the guns on the set, According to this report, there were two misfires of the prop gun on Saturday. So this would have been last Saturday before the Thursday shooting uh, and one in the previous week. According to this L.A. Times report, quote, there was a serious lack of safety meetings on this set. And uh, as so of, by, mi- by misfires, you mean accidental discharges? See, I'm not clear what they mean by that, because were they trying if they, to if they said subsequently that it was a safety issue, then I assume they mean negligent discharge but that's Mis- not mis- misfires firing. is all they say yeah that's that's not I, I don't know i don't know gun lingo but a misfire is a different thing right something something had been happening with guns that they did not intend to have happen with the guns that's okay. yeah uh and as far as this um this armorer uh we do have an identity on the armorer within just the last hour or so he is identified as samuel hyde a uh, known <laughs> Trump supporter, apparently yeah. very negligent with his firearms. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Of course, that is not uh, the, the the real armorer is even more ridiculous, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the real 24 armorer. years old. Yeah. Hannah Gutierrez Reed. So not only was she a diversity hire and she was super young, but she was also a hire based on nepotism because she was the daughter of this prominent Hollywood armorer. Tell Reed. I don't know who the hell that is, but apparently like everybody know Tell Reed. And um, he was head armorer on the Rust set. So <clears throat> this this really pisses me off. This is the worst part of this whole story. It's totally worse than this dead chick. Uh, this chick, this armorer, she had a misstep that happened on the set of this previous um, Nicolas Cage fil- uh, film, The Old Way. And it halted filming. Halted filming because of, because of what she did. She was reloading the gun on the ground. Um, there were pebbles and stuff, uh, and then they didn't see her check it, and she didn't know if something got in the barrel, and then she handed it to an 11-year-old actress. <laughs> and so a bunch of people had to intervene and be like, no, 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 no. So she so might I'm- have got debris in the gun. 
Yes. And then yeah. she handed the gun to a and child. And she handed the gun to a child. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they also said she was a bit careless with the guns, waving it around every now and again. There were a couple times she was loading the blanks and doing it in a fashion that we we thought was unsafe. I don't know if they finished filming this Nicolas Cage movie. She stole a Nick Cage movie from you. I know. Well, I don't know. Maybe they resumed production because they were using the same set, I think, as um as in Rust. So I certainly hope that got taken care of this bitch. And a production source described her as inexperienced and green. Um, yeah. And she was also TikTok clip. Oof. Uh, yeah. She also real quick before uh, I get to the clip, she was personally nervous about taking this job specifically. Yeah, she talked about it on a podcast and she's like, I don't know. At first I thought I was like maybe too inexperienced for this. But then after the Nick Cage movie, I started to feel a little bit better about it. And then uh, my negligence caused somebody to die. And yeah, there are some uh, samples from her TikTok that are circulating. This is the young lady who apparently was in charge of firearms and firearm safety on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie. Choke me like you hate me, but you love me. Loki, wanna date me? Fuck me, touch me with the lights off and my shades on, baby. Okay, that's enough of that. Legit disturbing. That woman thinks she's attractive. That might be the most disturbing part of this entire story. Is it is. Nobody Traumatic. in her entire life has been like, you're fat and you're ugly and no one wants to bang you. Like, why? <laughs> why has that not happened? It's so disappointing. That's the most disturbing part. You're right. Could have saved lives. You hear that? Patriarchy could have saved lives in this one. Well, they could have. So you're going to tell me that a diversity hire who also had some nepotism involved and she's 24 and a woman in a man's job. Like, how could this possibly go wrong? Tell me more about how black female pilots should be the only people in the sky. <laughs> I, I'm not making any argument. Otherwise, I would rather select a random hobo off the street to manage the firearms on my For side. sure. Yeah, at least they can't probably go know worse. what's up. Yeah. Can't go worse. <laughs> it can't go worse. <laughs> and, uh, many uh, of the many questions in play here. There, I've seen a lot of Hollywood speculation, people saying, I don't know why live rounds would even be on the set. I don't know. I don't know if there were if there was reason to have live rounds <clears throat> or you would always use blanks or, or how these things are filmed. I don't have knowledge of that. But to confuse if this is what happened, where her job is management of firearms and ammunition. And she if she confused blanks with live rounds, whether or not the live rounds are supposed to be there, that is uh, <laughs> I mean, that, super negligent. You, yeah, you can't. You can't, well, well, I guess it goes without saying she can't guns. ever do this. I assume for for whatever. I, I assume that using real guns with blanks probably produces a better effect, a more realistic look, something like that. I don't know. But mm. yeah, uh, it, from what I gather, this was a very low budget movie, something like a six million dollar budget total on production on this. So I, I assume they weren't doing a lot of digital effects or anything like that. Anyway, Alec Baldwin <laughs> uh, issued a statement on Friday on Twitter he said, uh, there are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic incident that took the life of Helena Hutchins, a wife, mother, and deeply admired colleague of ours. I'm fully cooperating with the police investigation to address how this tragedy occurred. And I'm in touch with her husband, offering my support to him and his family. My heart is broken for her husband, their son, and all who knew and loved Helena. God, Alec Baldwin turns everything he touches into shit, except for his role as Jack Donaghy on 30 Rock, which is excellent. I never watched the show. I gather oh. people like it, though. Makes me hate Alec Baldwin less, who I do feel kind of sorry for in this instance. Yeah, um, that is the dilemma here, because I can I can strongly sympathize with the situation and how horrible it must be to 
have happened, what happened to him and certainly the woman who died and the director. And, and I can't imagine the the pain and agony that they're all in. Yeah. Um, I also can recognize that if this had happened to some so-called right winger, uh, Alec Baldwin would be the first person dancing on the grave and screaming that we should all lose our rights on account of yes. this and politicizing it to the maximum possible extent. So yes, he would. I'm trying to be semi tasteful, but uh, I'm not going to no. pretend that. <laughs> OK, I'm fi- fine. We'll look at the memes in a minute. We'll go full distasteful. Uh, they're not that bad, actually. But um, just to recap on, on Alec Baldwin's anti-gun antics and old tweets that are now resurfacing. He's got a long history of anti-gun politics. Of course, in 2018, he joined other celebrities in what they called the quote, no rifle association initiative, an NRA reference. It was an anti NRA group organized to reduce the NRA's influence and organize boycotts of NRA affiliated businesses and all that. In 2018, he accused Dana Lash, the, uh, uh she does a, a radio show. She also was a former NRA spokesperson, uh, accused her of stepping over dead bodies in her gun rights activism. And of course there is this long Twitter history of Alec Baldwin ripping others for exactly the sort of thing that Alec Baldwin has now done. Actually, Alec, what Alec Baldwin has now done is probably worse. Uh, In response to a 2017 fatal police shooting in Huntington beach, Alec Baldwin tweeted quote, I wonder how it must feel to wrongfully kill someone. Earlier, you had said that aged as well as Hillary's snatch is what I said in private conversation. <laughs> I was not going to repeat that on the show because it's so distasteful. But yes, I and thought speculative. We to go, I thought we wanted to go. Dist- well, yeah, we don't know. We don't know how that's aged. It could be. I'd imagine badly. Pristine. Who knows? Ugh. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that'd be so much worse. <laughs> Responding to Liz Cheney in 2019. <laughs> Alec Baldwin said, uh, oh, she talks and seems so much like her father. I wonder if she's ever accidentally shot a good friend of hers in the face. Ooh, okay. Uh, just where three days. Where was this chick shot? Where, where, I haven't seen uh, definitive reporting on that. But I do mm-hmm. know that the, the director was shot through the shoulder or the clavicle area. Oh, so she might have been shot in the head. She legit might have because we know she was standing in front of him and we know that he took the bullet right around shoulder height. And he's taller, I'm sure. One would assume. I don't know. But that's, uh, you know, no matter what for her, even if she's on the tall side, you're talking like chest, neck above. Rough. Imagine yeah. getting shot in the head by Alec Baldwin. You know, I had this exact conversation with my wife because we've had this conversation before. If you wanted to, if you could know how you die, would you want to know? Of and imagine not. getting the draw of shot accidentally by Alec Baldwin on a movie I'm, set. Huh. What? Imagine that. You know, it was interesting when we were having really? that conversation, I, a story came across uh, my feed and it was a college girl who died choking in a hot dog eating contest. I thought, well, uh, well, that's much more predictable. To be it's, fair. It is more foreseeable, although with Alex Baldwin's gun familiarity and apparent safety protocols, this might have been foreseeable, too. Yeah, that's true. Last one. Oh, oh, just three days before the shooting, October 18th. This was Monday. Uh, Alec Baldwin was tweeting to all the insurrectionist terrorists. Uh, this is referring to the January 6th uh, people. They should serve their sentences in Angola, Rikers, or some horrible shithole prison. Make some special arrangements, you know, to really open their eyes. <laughs> and so this is what I'm oh, talking no. about. Like, I know that if anyone else did this, would Alec Baldwin be calling for sympathy and for some understanding and compassion as they deal and with their situation and grief? No, he would be no. calling yeah. for them to be imprisoned under horrible conditions on account of their politics. I know. 
But Jack Donaghy. Uh, well, was still, it that good? I just, part of me still loves Alec Baldwin, even though I know he's a horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible douche. Here's a sampling of uh, just a few of my favorite memes. These aren't even that distasteful, but the possible modification of an underbarrel Alec Baldwin <laughs> on your AR-15. <laughs> I, thinking about that one for home defense, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> pretty efficient. Yeah. Um, Pro- Alec Baldwin stars in Prop Gun. I know, wasn't there a Top Gun sequel in the works? Prop Gun. Uh, yeah, I think so. Or did it come out? I can't remember. I haven't. I, I didn't have much interest in that. Uh, and and there's confused Alec Baldwin asking if this is a prop, holding a you know a real live loaded firearm in his hand. Anyway, what's uh, is there? Is Alec Baldwin in your house right now? No, my baby's crying and my my Great Pyrenees is sympathy howling. Oh yeah, I can kind of hear that. Oh sorry, I'll mute it if it happens again. Ah. No, it's, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, okay, now as far as possible charges here. According to a legal analyst speaking with USA Today, it's unlikely that Alec Baldwin himself will face criminal charges, especially if we don't know or especially if he didn't know that the firearm contained live ammunition, which is what is reported in the court documents so far in the warrant uh, application from investigators. Uh, One circumstance for which Baldwin could be held liable, this analyst says, is if evidence arises suggesting the actor behaved irresponsibly with the gun despite knowing the risks that could amount Mm. to criminal negligence on the part of Baldwin. This report says, though, there's no evidence to support that. I don't know what the standard would be according to the law or in court, but pointing a gun at a person is breaking one of the fundamental rules of firearms handling. Maybe that's different on a movie set. So this was not in a shot. I think they were, I I believe they were shooting a scene, no pun intended, but I I believe that's what was happening, but I'm not sure. And he was supposed to pull the trigger. Again, I'm not sure. I don't well, know then how we know could that they, I don't I don't I don't see charges forthcoming. Yeah. Well, the analyst in this story says it's much more likely that the person who loaded the ammo, one would assume that's uh, Miss Hannah Gutierrez, but we don't know. Uh, the person who loaded the ammo could face charges. This analyst says, assuming it was just incompetence or a colossal mistake that rises to the level of criminal negligence, which could be sufficient for a manslaughter prosecution. This analyst added that if charges are brought, the person who loaded the gun could be prosecuted as well as anyone who knew the gun contained live ammo. Though you have to assume if anyone actually knew that, they probably would have said something. Right. Uh, yeah, nobody's going to face any repercussions for this. Production companies involved with Rust also could face corporate charges should negligence Ooh. or safety policies on their part be uncovered. Corporate charges usually amount to large fines and not jail time, according to this story. But... um. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait for we're full for uh, full findings of this investigation. Um, but just in a layman sense, as far as who bears responsibility, to me, there's no question that if basic firearm safety rules are followed, there's a different outcome here. Number one, <laughs> assume every gun is loaded. Number two, don't yeah. point the gun at things you don't intend to destroy. Right. Now, the caveat there is we don't know how this movie was being filmed. I, I don't know. Some, someone could tell me when you're filming a, sh- a movie with with firearms, do you shoot at the camera? Do you, do you point the gun at people in that situation? I, I'd, I'd have to know more about that. But I do know that a lot of people want to blame the the armorer. And I get it. Obviously, she has responsibility. I, the people want to blame the assistant director who handed him the gun and said it was cold. People uh, want to protect Alec Baldwin for political reasons. All I know is there was a chain of custody on that firearm. And if even one person is familiar with firearms and does the responsible thing of checking what's in the chamber of that gun. Yeah, this doesn't happen. 
So I'm going to fault. I mean, to me, everyone who handled the firearm is at fault as far as right. I'm concerned. Yeah, um, definitely. But, but that includes the shooter, Alec Baldwin himself. And and frankly, like just as a layman, not a legal analyst here, but I, I don't understand how it's so obvious that Alec Baldwin won't face charges. Because if anybody else handles a gun, points it and pulls the trigger, That's that, true. that person's responsible for the round. Do you think he uh, should face manslaughter charges? He he unintentionally, as far as we understand, unintentionally killed a person in any other context. Let's say it was a bunch of college kids who went out to do some class filming project that involved crime or guns. That's and true. they pointed a gun at each other and shot one of the other kids. Do you think that we would just say, oh, well, uh, you know, he didn't think there was a live round in there. You know, you what know, those people those would be prosecuted. What happened with those retard YouTubers where the wife shot the husband oh, through yeah. the phone book? I don't know what happened to her. We she should, was charged with manslaughter. I think we should Jen Psaki circle back on that one. For people who don't remember, there were these YouTube, there was this YouTube stunt couple who, by the way, had what, like a, a very young child, like an infant. So yeah, like under a year. Yeah. And they did these YouTube stunts. The last stunt that they ever did together, at least was they decided he was going to try to get shot by a 50 caliber round holding a phone book. And uh, it penetrated the phone book, if I recall correctly. Well, so yeah, the died. wife, uh, blew the hell out of yeah. yeah just basically blew that guy's chest up mm-hmm. is what happened yep and, and i'm know. pretty sure she was charged with uh manslaughter yeah um and i'll, I'll speculate too given alec baldwin's politics on the, i'm going to speculate that gun fear probably helped nobody here gun yeah. gun knowledge certainly would have helped everybody involved but they're going to spin this into uh into some kind of we need to have more laws to protect people this is a gun safety issue or this is because of the gun i i don't know they're gonna spin this somehow yeah I, i'm sure alec baldwin will find a way to make it in to fit his gun politics even though the people he wanted he wants to take guns away from have never hurt or killed anybody he's the only one who has ever hurt or killed anybody with a gun take the guns <laughs> away from yourself help yourself i don't care but um for what this it's worth rich bro- with irony <laughs> yeah Brian Carpenter, who's a Hollywood weapons expert speaking with the New York Post, uh, has a generally similar take. He says, loaded or unloaded, a weapon never gets pointed at another human being. Even on a film or TV set, you never let the muzzle of a weapon cover something you don't intend to destroy. Seems like a good rule to follow for me, but what do I know? And if he knew anything about gun safety, this would not have happened. Rich in irony. Yeah. You go to a gun range once with a person who knows what they're doing. Those are among the uh, first things they tell you. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and if you violate those rules, they will uh, they'll they'll get at you to make sure that you uh, stop doing that. Now, there is a little bit of tinfoil that I just wanted to mention. Uh, <laughs> Helena Hutchins, uh, husband, Matthew, is a lawyer. There's there's a Clinton connection. There's always a Clinton connection. Helena Hutchins, uh, husband, Matthew, is a lawyer for the big L.A. firm uh, Latham and Watkins. Now, that is a firm that has represented the Clinton campaign and the Clinton Foundation in several lawsuits and a Hillary lawyer who was just indicted for lying to the FBI, formerly of Perkins Coie, the law firm at the center of the uh, Piscate dossier and all that. Yes. That guy is also represented by this law firm, Latham and Watkins. So what did Mm. Helena Hutchins know? What information did she have on Hillary Clinton? That's a deep cut. I like it. I and like I it. mentioned someone would make this Trump's fault. This is from a European blue check speculating, uh, quote, might the prop gun have been secretly loaded with real bullets by a Trump supporter to punish Alec Baldwin for his Trump parodies? This should be a line of inquiry. 
And of course, when that got ratioed, he followed up. This is uh, Johannes Velterop. What a fag. <laughs> he says, one, He says, uh, why is it only MAGA types that vehemently dismiss this as one of the possible causes? Too close to the bone? By the way, I do hope it was just an accident, but it is America after all. What so, country is he from? Somewhere in the EU. I don't know. He's got like uh, various European flags in his in his oh, bio yeah. and a mask emoji. So Ugh. good for him. But, you know, blaming Trump for Alec Baldwin killing a person. I, I don't know. Even in all of his own personal Trump hatred, I'm not sure even Alec Baldwin could reach that level of TDS. Uh, lastly, I love this because you had Alec Baldwin's uh, apology or his statement and just how sad he was about everything that had happened. There's this blue check investigative reporter for Reveal News. Her name is uh, Ara Bogato. And she ripped Alec Baldwin for referring first to Hutchins, the dead woman, as a wife. In his statement, quote, Helena Hutchins was a person in and of herself. She was a cinematographer. She was a professional. For men, women continue to exist only in reference to men. It's patriarchal. It's violent. And in this particular case, it feels especially disgusting. So the woman died from an actual gunshot, but the violence is being referred to as a wife wife. posthumously. Yikes. Man, Alec Baldwin, you thought you mistreated her. You had no idea. You disgraced her in her death in this way well this is a little bit hilarious uh well proceed i mean it's just alec baldwin of all of all the people that that could do something like this it just it just had to i i heard this and i was like this really did have to be alec baldwin there are a lot of there are a lot of hollywood types for which irony would be just as strong um but uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I, that's why I kind of speculate. Does the does the gun, the rabid anti-gun opinion actually have an effect here that the people are so afraid of guns and so anti-gun that it that it becomes a hazard for them in, in this case, their professional context where they're supposed to handle them, but they've spent their whole life training themselves to fear them. So they actually don't know anything about them, which becomes a risk in itself. Yeah, I think there's definitely an element of that. I'm, I'm sure they had basic gun safety train i mean because <laughs> that's because that's what i'm saying nothing? like like well i don't know the ba- basic firearm safety prevents this sort of thing that, i don't i don't know maybe he just wasn't paying attention here's your basic firearm safety it's it's oh, where is she it's this late no that's sam hyde i already lost her damn it there was a picture of her that i had up oh whatever uh, here she is this is your firearm safety here this lady with the cross revolvers that's your firearm safety Ooh. Okay. Okay. So from the live chat, the YouTuber who killed her boyfriend pleaded and got 180 days to be served in 10 day increments in South Dakota. Oh, okay. So nothing basically. Yeah. Well, and of course who knows what ha- what's happening with that kid and, and all that. What a terrible situation that was. Uh, retards. Fucking retards. <laughs> That's way dumber than what Al- what Alec um, Baldwin did. Uh, yeah, I guess because he, she intentionally shot a guy. Well, not just a guy, her husband, but yeah. or her fiance. I can't remember. But for anyway. views, although okay. this was kind of for views, too. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, different kind. But yeah, let's see. We're kind of in a weird spot here. Where I want to talk to Joe Biden town hall, but that's going to take a little bit of a block of time. We could try to hurry through that and take a break at the top of the hour. Sure. All right, let's talk because I don't want to I don't want to talk too much about Joe Biden's stupid town hall, but 
we do have to mention just a few moments in it. It says Thursday night, uh, Joe Biden has his uh, his safety blanket event with Anderson Cooper on CNN. And it was still a disaster. Nobody watched it, uh, which is probably a, a benefit for Joe Biden at this point. It generated one point two million viewers during uh, prime time. Seriously? Now, for reference, Tucker Carlson gets about three million viewers or, or did on that same night. So oh, man, even Chris Hayes and Rachel Maddow on MSNBC beat the the most popularly elected president of all time. This was Thursday night. So we won't waste too much time overanalyzing. Um, but th- there were a few mi- uh, moments to highlight here. Anderson Cooper asked Joe if police officers and other first responders should be fired or put on leave if they refuse to get vaccinated. And Joe said yes to one of the largest roars of applause of the night. And then Joe said that the mandates are working and it's not an issue of freedom because nobody has the freedom to kill someone with their coronavirus. As many as as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, I waited until July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. The mandates are working. All the stuff about people leaving. You have everyone from United Airlines to Spirit. All these airlines, we're not going to get all 96, 97 percent of the people have gotten the vaccine. Look, the two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on. Freedom. That's so stupid. We run that risk every day. (laughs) Every day when we go outside, we run the risk. How many of us have given a flu to somebody else has given it to their great granny who's died? Every, Every single one of us. We are all done that. Yeah. Uh, by that reasoning, we are all killers. Oh, do you have the freedom to go out and give someone the flu? I kind of did. Not that I would ever do it uh, intentionally, but didn't we all have that? Isn't that a, just a it's not the freedom to do it. It's a biological reality of the world. You're saying you don't have the freedom to go out in public and breathe anymore. That's that's the world that we're headed toward but you notice the um the immediate uh, applause to that yes answer so just to be clear these people are applauding the idea that no cop or emergency responder should respond to their 911 call they would rather have nobody come than to have an unvaccinated police officer respond to their robbery 911 call fine two can play at that game we'll see what happens in chicago you idiots yeah you want to applaud that do so at your own peril <sighs> hmm and just the question, is it working? Uh, we've talked about this before, but uh, well, it's working. Is it though? Number one, there's no evidence that vaccine mandates are producing better health outcomes. I've not seen anything to that effect. Number two, there's definitely uh, no evidence that vaccine mandates are producing better economic outcomes. In fact, it's the no, opposite. Sure. We have yeah. incredibly poor uh, economic numbers right now. We've talked about them in recent weeks, including the lowest labor participation rate in 40 years. And we, he mentions the airlines and Southwest specifically. Well, Southwest got wrecked after being too heavy handed, yeah. mm-hmm. trying to force it. We know Southwest canceled thousands of flights the, a couple of weeks ago because that of was weather. because of the weather. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But now they, too, have walked back their vaccine mandate deadline. So they had planned to put 
uh, employees seeking a, a an exemption for vaccination on unpaid leave starting December 8th, they're no longer going to do that. If the vaccine mandates are working and they have all oh, they have all the workforce that they need and uh, there's no issues whatsoever, why would they walk back the deadline right. in that way? Not only that, but Southwest is cutting flights. They're cutting their flight schedule. The, the cancellations from a few weeks ago cost them seventy five million dollars. <laughs> oh but the mandates are working. And this this language is so creepy about, well, I didn't say anything about mandates until July because I tried everything else possible. Well, yeah, in December, you said you never would. So that was a lie. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. Yep. But because you don't value people's consent, you're fine with violating it. It's just like Bill de Blasio and his voluntary phase is over statement. What he's saying is, I don't actually value your consent. I don't actually value you voluntarily leading your own life. And if you don't, again, if you have a friend out there in a dating context, your boyfriend says to you, you know, I tried being really nice for like five dates in a row. You didn't put out. So now I'm just going to have my way with you. Yeah. Or your bum friend says, hey, I asked really nicely for like a month to borrow 20 bucks. You wouldn't let me do it. So I just plucked it from your wallet one day. Yeah. The voluntary the same, consent phase is over. There. Same thing. Same exact thing. So if you wouldn't accept it from those people in your life, there's nothing that gives Joe Biden the moral legitimacy to do that either. Even if he is the most popular president of all mm. time. And just this statement, all the people making this, uh, 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 making freedom a political issue, they're called patriots. You realize King George would have said the same shit that you're saying right yeah. now. And if, if freedom itself is sort of a political asterisk, freedom and liberty, foundational values of this country are just sort of um, footnotes instead of the focal point of our country. We don't have a country. We don't share the values through which to operate with each other. We have well, nothing. We don't have we a sh- country. Yeah, Yeah. it's Dover. Toast. These people just, uh, they they want to make it about freedom. That is the story of our country, though. And if you deny that, you're denying our declaration. You're denying our constitution. You're denying our country itself. Which, to your point. To kill people, what a preposterous accusation. How do you want to define murder in this context? Please, try to start legislating this. It would be hilarious. (laughs) If... I don't even know how you would trace that, but let's say you could prove that you went out to the grocery store and you breathed a particle into the air that infected somebody else and they died down the line. Yeah. What are you supposed to do, man? That's that's called the natural biology of the world. Obviously we're not going to try to infect people. And if you can show me it's, I mean, it's ironic. It's like deliberately give people AIDS in California. It's a misdemeanor, right? (laughs) Walk around in a grocery store freely. You're a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We really should be doing that, though, at this point. Well, Did you see that Preger uh, voluntarily got COVID? As in Dennis or who? Yeah, Dennis Preger. Like, they like, just gave him I want Rana? natural immunity. How do I get it? And then he just like really put himself in some situations where he was sure that he was going to get COVID. <laughs> it wasn't and then he physician got it. assisted. He, he contracted it. <laughs> no, he contracted it. And then he took ivermectin and he was fine. And now he's natural immunity. That. I gotta yeah, check that out. That's what well, everybody should be doing. Joe, uh, well, I don't know about everybody, but for the vast majority, non-high risk people yeah, yeah. should should be trying. It's it's got to be a superior alternative to the vaccine. Uh, well, I, Susan, let's clarify that. That's that's way out of bounds. We all know that's obviously false. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Joe also had this completely bizarre moment where he held his fist as though he was holding two ice cream cones. Just 90 degrees out for about 30 seconds. 
about that with just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the in, this was just near term inflation. The, the Wall Street Journal recently talks to like 67 uh, financial experts who said that they they saw high Is inflation pooping? going all the way or <laughs> deep into 2022. Other speculation, bizarre. other speculation was it's a cornholio impression. Maybe he was doing that. <laughs> he didn't have the shirt up with that, though. And uh, more seriously, people on Twitter were speculating it's a dementia symptom. Apparently, it, holding fingers closed tightly or in a clenched or clenched in a fist is a symptom of certain forms of dementia. Yikes. So we could be watching that. I don't know. Uh, one thing is for certain, whatever's going on with Biden's hands, he was not flashing the white power hand sign that you see right there. He was talking about tax rates for uh, middle class Americans promoting his build back better plan. And he made the feared circle with the three extended uh, fingers, otherwise known as the OK sign. But Yikes. fact check from Reuters, quote, there is no indication his hand gesture was in any way connected with white power. He was talking about tax rates because everyone on Twitter was was saying this. But it's like, yeah, dudes, that's the joke, because when Kyle Rittenhouse or anybody else makes that hand sign, even though there's no connection to white power, you guys run with it. In this case, we're doing the same as a joke and you fact check it as false. Like, -uh. <laughs> and a friendly reminder, the whole thing is a damn joke. It was started by 4chan years ago. Yeah. Literal joke. God. Uh, White House staff during this actual town hall event were kind of scrambling to clarify a lot of statements Biden was making off the cuff. He said that he'd deploy the National Guard to help with trucking and shipping issues. Uh, he doesn't have the authority to do that. That's under the authority of state governors, of course. And so he had his staff responding on Twitter, responding to reporters saying, oh, no, he's not. He's not going to do that. That's that's for governors. Uh, he made confusing statements about his tax plan and whether it would raise enough money for his spending plans or whether he has the votes for it. Um, he also said the U.S. would defend Taiwan if China attacked them. And then his staff walked that back as well. And lastly, Joe said that he's been to the border when he was asked about the border crisis, though he has not. Although maybe I'm wrong, because when asked about this by Peter Ducey, Jen Psaki clarified Joe Biden has been to the border. It was in 2008 when he was running for vice president. Why did President Biden say he has been to the border? Well, Peter, uh, as you may have seen, there's been uh, reporting that he uh, did drive through the border when he was on the campaign trail in 2008. And he is certainly familiar with the fact, and it stuck with him, with the fact that uh, in El Paso, uh, the border goes right through the center of town. But it was 13 years ago. 2008, he goes to also, Delaware every weekend. He can't go to the fucking border. Uh, no, no. Uh, 2008, maybe the last coherent thought he had as well. So it was a good year for Joe Biden, I think. I like how she places so much emphasis on he remembers this one. <laughs> he remembers, <laughs> he remembers the border bisecting the town. OK, yikes. All right. Um, that's I don't really need to talk more Joe Biden. That was pretty much it at the uh, at the town hall. It's just that that statement, man. We're going to cheer first responders getting fired and we're going to say that if you value freedom over everything else, you're a killer. Man, most popular president. Mm -hmm. Yep. We're due for a break. Sure. Um, let's catch up with chat. I will open the chest on D live. If their confusing system allows it, sit tight. Thank you guys for hanging out there. Live chat. Uh, somebody's I still smash big red. You know, I don't know what it is about Jen Psaki, <laughs> but everybody's always like, I hate that bitch, but I totally bang her. Is no. it her hair? No. 
why it's it's the first thing that every dude says about her uh, that she's is not, not foxy not me no definitely not me i don't know is it her hair live chat let me know eric burns marsh wish me luck i'm a fed who's telling my employer to take your jab and shove it uh now back to our regularly scheduled snarkiness enjoy a sizzler salad bar on me blonde's bff highly recommends it who's that i don't know but i uh mm-hmm. i applaud you for standing up for your convictions even if the uh if your federal employers are trying to force you otherwise sizzler's salad bar is this a sex thing? I don't Who's know. I actually, is Sizzler's like a strip club? I don't know what that is. Sizzler's family restaurants. Which okay. one of my many dear friends are are you referring to? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't know much about Sizzler's. Mm. <laughs> but it says okay. it says family restaurant. Okay. Uh, Long Don John, uh, would you rather shoot a film with Alec Baldwin or go on a hunting trip with Dick Cheney? Ugh. Uh, well, if I'm going to get shot either way, I guess I'd pick Dick Cheney because that guy didn't die and because I wouldn't have to deal with Alec Baldwin's insufferable everything. Although it's not like I'm a huge fan of Dick Cheney. Who could you extract more money from? <laughs> it might be Dick Cheney. Mm. That's a rich man. Daniel Kunkel, Senator Paul is having an I told you so moment with Fauci regarding gain of function as documents of service proving it happened at Wuhan with NIH funding. Not expecting any accountability, though. I know. I, I wish these moments had more more oomph, more clout. They never do. They're never as satisfying as you expect them I know. to be. I, I posted a breakdown of that yesterday. So if you want my full thoughts on that, you can check that out. But there's a statement from the NIH because the NIH acknowledges, yeah, we, we took manipulated bad viruses and we put them in mice that we gave human cell receptors to. Yeah. But that doesn't count as gain of function. And the NIH said something to the effect of... Um, we weren't infecting humans, so we don't know what the effect would be on humans. It's it was it said uh, there was nothing there was nothing about humans involved other than we put human whatever into the mice. I, I have to go back and look at the quote, but it's like what other purpose would you put these uh, human traits, human characteristics, human uh, uh, cell receptors into the mice for? What would be the purpose of doing that other than? I don't know. To see how this virus interacts with humans. In common in hands, blonde, what happened to genetic lineage disparities between the sexes? Statistically, the single guys in your audience will not get meatloaf. Time for these men to form a certain type of squad. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, that one's a little over my head. Are they talking? Is he talking about not getting chicks? Uh, we, this was kind of a Wednesday uh, topic, too, where we were talking about. You know, Sorry, having, having sympathy for the single man of the present era because it is yeah. rough out there. Yeah, it's fine. Everybody's fine. Um, Robin D. Banks, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Alec Baldwin, direct <laughs> quote. Uh, fun fact, he has a higher body count than all January 6th protesters combined. That's, That's true. true. He has a higher body count than probably all the NRA instructors in the country combined. Yeah. Matt and I once made love. This is still Robin. Uh, not wanting to get knocked up, I asked him, you're shooting blanks, right? And Matt replied, just call me Alec Baldwin, ma'am. There's a Matt <laughs> and I made love but that I can get behind. I appreciate it. Thank uh, Laurel says, I tested positive for the coof. The boyfriend won't kiss me and I have to stand six feet away when we talk. But for some reason, what? sex is okay as long as I don't breathe on him. That can't be true. Huh? That's got to be should... a joke. There's no way that you guys are doing that. Maybe uh... there's some. I'm talking about the distancing. Oh, <laughs> I was like, because they're clearly banging. I don't know what you're talking about here. No, I, I, I'm sure it's a 
it's a, a real man will voluntarily get COVID from his wife. Uh, yeah, we've heard that story before where one member of a couple gets the virus and it's like, all right, I guess we're in this together. Yeah. Give it here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daniel Davis. Apparently, Dr. Falsey was torturing beagles in the desert. I, I yeah. about this, which my comment about beagles after our John Wick review has made this. It's, it's not going to age well. And removing their <laughs> vocal cords so they couldn't hear the yelping. I wish Mortal Kombat Scorpion were real so we could take him to hell now that is terrible yeah whatever your beagle opinion is i'm sure you don't hate them enough to no oh my give god them and they got eaten by, their heads got eaten by fire ants i've seen the headlines uh i would like to believe that such things are being mischaracterized or exaggerated then again i also know what's going on at the nih only in the context of bat research in wuhan so would this yeah. be surprising not as surprising as it should be yep jonathan preziosi uh, oh my gosh i know something about alec baldwin shooting that most don't know the armor was actually a hot 24 year old female that no one is even mentioning i'm sure she will not take any responsibility for anything that probably never even got mentioned we mentioned it and she's not hot <laughs> she's fucking gross and i hope that something happens to her i mean will it who knows well if nobody is held legally responsible for this uh for this death and for the guy who got shot although well if nobody's held legally responsible for this, I have to raise some eyebrows because I can't imagine that if this happened to non celebrities or a non Hollywood in a non Hollywood context, it wouldn't it wouldn't end the same. Right. Grim turd. Thank you uh, for showing up to work today. I still work and make money. So here's a little bit of that from me to you. Hoping I will catch us on uh, catch a Saturday stream. If not, happy Halloween. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Grim turd. Thank you much. Appreciate it. Gentlemen activists, say what you will about Alec Baldwin, but for an anti-gunner, he's at least conscious of bullet efficiency. The man deserves pause. Props. In Call of Duty, we call that a collateral. It's a very rare shot. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Why am I saying that like I know what you're talking about? It means, uh, well, you know, in your old Call of Duty montages, you get two two or more guys with one shot. That's That's a big time achievement in the game not that it's an achievement in real life it's a very sad situation okay i don't know i'm not said we were going to be tasteful here i am art done short uh hello guys longtime fan and artist i sent matt some they live inspired Lori lightfoot stickers a while back i started a youtube channel for art art done short i hope you can take a look and keep inspiring thank you so much i still have them because you sent me so many i i can't even use them all i still have i have like a a big bag of stickers that i've accumulated over time you know you get a sticker in a package or whatever and (laughs) yeah i have like 50 of these Lori lightfoot as a they live character and it just says obey and i had those even before i knew the reference Oh, but it's yeah. really cool. Artwork. That's weird. We watched they live a long time ago. Um, yeah. Let's actually circle back. I think we okay. are good. Over here. Let me uh, grab a few over on D live and uh, tippy stream before we hop back into the news over on D live. Uh, C2K says Hillary has called for jab mandates in the UK Hillary uh, as in Hillary. She is. She's opining on UK politics. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but Godspeed to you guys over there uh, over on tippy stream and again they have revised their system so reading the chats well actually maybe they went back to it they had a new system and now it looks the same as it was before as always be patient with my tippy stream chat reading abilities let's see uh echoes of our ancestors says blonde please make more of your interview uh make more of your one-on-one interview videos before you start pushing out more what's the word here progeny 
more kids. Yeah. I don't know Actually. that word. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll still be able to do it. The thing is that I'm depleted creatively and everybody good except for Matt has been banned from YouTube. So <laughs> it's like, what do I even do? Yeah. Well, there will be a revival eventually. Yeah. I uh, would like to get Whitney Webb on though. Hmm. She's interesting. Charles Yaus. And I've been informed it is Charles Yaus, not we've been saying Charles Yuse. Charles Yaus. Okay. Uh, have you considered adding home and garden, a home and garden segment to the show? You know, show us how to bake brownies and shit like Martha Stewart. I don't think we're going to do that. Maybe you would have it. I, I'm not doing that. I don't do that. I could, we could do it on motherland. I don't know. Look at my Instagram. If you want some good recipes, uh -huh. blonde beast, blonde <laughs> underscore beast. I actually don't even know. Perfect. Shout out. Blonde no. underscore beast one. There oh, there is. we go. <laughs> the original was taken probably by you and you forgot the password or something. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. How did you know? <laughs> Knuckle hunky buck <laughs> says, man, we are on our way to boomer tech I know. rapidly. <laughs> Knuckle hunky buck says everyone should watch the video that channel five, Andrew Callahan for, uh, from all gas, no breaks just dropped today. Uhuru March for reparations. He sent a black guy out to a reparations March to interview interview people and then he asks them for five dollars it's hilarious i bet it that sounds a lot like um when uncle uh what, what was that guy's name the hotep dude is it uncle hotep what, why am i blanking on his name he went into starbucks and he he just basically asked for a reparations coffee and they gave oh it yeah that's right yeah. incompetent hand says growing up i was uh told to approach smoke shows because other guys were too intimidated. Overall, you're just playing the odds. But if you find a woke hottie today, deep down, she hates the privilege and equity talk. She's dumb and she owns a mirror. There's probably some truth to that. You find an impressionable woman, you can get rid of those ideological indoctrinations maybe more yeah. easily than you think. Uh, <laughs> sexy Becky 18. Check my profile. Sounds legit. Does sound legit. <laughs> Actually, this is the exact same chat from you hunky buck so if you didn't mean to send that twice, this is the one about the uh, video of the reparations so if you didn't mean to send that twice let me know and i will get you mm -hmm. refunded okay let me um let's i'll read uh two more here uh <laughs> what i can say this right uh faggoty and phd <laughs> but it's p-h-a-g-o-t-t-y faggoty and phd this is not yet fully appreciated is the massive damage that the Koof obsession has uh, wreaked on non-COVID medical research. The amount of Rona garbage published in the journals focusing on surgery, dermatology, pharmacology, et cetera, represents years of progress lost. I'm sure that's true. Yeah. I mean, we know that's true in terms of all sorts of other medical procedures that people need. Uh, I'm sure it's true in the research and development yeah. as well. Sad to hear it. But thank you for... Informing us, Dr. Ann. Uh, appreciate it. And Yukon Don, uh, just supporting the show. No note. And of course, we uh, appreciate your support for the show as always, Yukon Don. We love you. You're very special. And we will get back to your chats uh, toward the end of the show. Appreciate your patience with that as well. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Let's hop into the news. Uh, back into the news, rather. Steve Bannon is now being held in uh, contempt of Congress. Yeah, because he doesn't yeah. want to talk to the January 6th commission, 
What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I don't think we talked about this, but he, he had a previously argued that he's unable to cooperate with the committee until matters of executive privilege are resolved by the courts. He I don't know why they think this, but they think he has significant knowledge of the planning of the attack. And then we did talk about uh, what the FBI uncovered a few weeks ago. Uh, fuck all. Like nothing. Yeah, they, they there was no co- plan. How does one have advanced knowledge of nothing that nobody knew and nothing happened? And why does this matter? The clip that I've seen circulating, at least on um, like network news channels, they keep showing Steve Bannon saying on his show, on his uh, podcast, it was on January 5th or one of the days immediately prior saying it's going to be crazy tomorrow. It is going to be a shit show, basically. That means nothing. Who it's, wasn't saying that? It's pretty broad. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So nine House Republicans broke ranks on Thursday to join Democrats in voting to hold Steve Bannon in contempt of Congress for defying a subpoena from the select committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Um, yeah, they, they do believe that he had knowledge of, <laughs> of planning around the, the attack, even though there was no planning proved by the FBI. Um, and his attorney told the committee that the executive privileges belong to President Trump and we must accept his direction and honor his invocation of executive privilege. Um, so I guess what happens now, uh, the referral is passed to the House. It heads to the Justice Department and they will ultimately decide whether to bring charges that could result in jail time or fines. But it seems like nobody ever goes to jail for this he's i can still see him getting the old roger stone cnn cameras tactical raid it's definitely happening um any person who's found liable for contempt of congress is then guilty of a crime that may result in a fine and a between one and 12 months imprisonment um but if anybody's i mean they did do something similar to roger stone so who knows it wouldn't shock me i wouldn't be surprised uh and the proceedings are going to take forever so yeah. Well, we will. We shall see what happens there. It's uh, up to Mr. Ma- the very fair minded Merrick Garland. Uh, what an of asshole. course, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, after all his recent antics, very thankful he's not on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Although real. maybe he's more damaging in his current role, at least on the Supreme Court. Some of his worst inclinations might be Grand mitigated by the rest yeah. of the justices. Now he has a lot of power to decide who's prosecuted and who's not. And for a guy who is supposedly not a politically motivated ideologue, he was advertised as a moderate, someone who could bring everyone together. This guy's insane. And I could totally see him weaponizing his office for exactly this purpose. He was asked, uh, Merrick Garland was asked by Thomas Massey during a congressional hearing this week about what appears to be uh, another Dan, the fed character roaming around on January 5th and 6th. I had not seen this footage prior, but uh, what, um, yeah, the gateway pundit reported on this guy back in June. His name is Ray Epps. He's from uh, queen Creek, Arizona. And he d- actually did an interview with reporters on the night of January 5th. After all the, all of these um, video clips that we're about to watch. Um, I don't, I don't want to explain it, but but he did make some of these comments while he was standing next to John Sullivan, yeah. which is the Antifa guy that um, got right around Ashley Babbitt, that, right? That got everybody to break into yeah. the... Oh, so in the, in the right-hand side of your frame there, there's John Sullivan. I believe this is the night of January 5th, mm-hmm. prior to the January 6th event. And John Sullivan, so not only is he the guy who got the best footage of the Ashley Babbitt shooting, the most famous footage that everybody sees. This is the guy who also was live streaming the entire day, encouraging people to commit crimes, telling people to break windows, telling people to break things, congratulating them when they did. He then sold his footage 
to CNN and other outlets for tens of thousands of dollars. He later had to surrender that money because he himself is one of the most severely charged people from January 6th. But this is a guy who's leftist in his politics. How do we know? He was at the D.C. riots last summer talking about, you know, uh, just destroying uh, police precincts and things like that. This is a guy who has been participating in left wing politics for a long time. He and he and mind you, that's the guy who was walking around on January 6th, not in the outfit you see here in a Trump hat. Yeah, he was wearing a Trump hat telling people to commit crimes. That's John Sullivan. Um, We should watch this footage before we talk about this more. This is just outrageous. This is just a, a, a normal Arizona man who happened to go to D.C. that day. Check this out. In fact, tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. We need to go in to the Capitol. I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go Wait, Okay, hold on. Before I play more of this, can you hear very just a very subtle sound in the background? That Shut says, the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, boomer. Did yeah. you hear that? Yeah, it's it's an audio overlay from somebody that um, that put the video out. But baked oh. Alaska in that in this uh, frame, I guess you had it out. But he he goes, "Don't say it, then, man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Shut up! What are you doing?" And then he calls him a Fed later. <laughs> and then he but... goes, "You're a Fed. You're a Fed." <laughs> Here's one more listen. I'll be arrested. We need to go in to the Capitol. Right I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for tomorrow. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Fed, 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 Fed. As soon as the president starts speaking, we go to the Capitol. The Capitol is this direction. Oh, man. Boomer fed glowy. Yikes. Well, Baked Alaska was right. Um, Yet he still did go into the Capitol. So I'm not really sure how to. Yeah. I mean, that has to be acknowledged that the people still did do what this guy is talking about, at least to the at least in the unlawful entry. You know, he's talking about whether or not that he called for people to break things or whatever. But yeah, these people do have agency. I, I don't want to deny that at the same time. Why is there a guy just walking around by himself, actively provoking other people all the time, even when they're saying, stop, shut up? Who is yeah. he? He's just He's what? Ray Epps Boomer from Fed. Yeah. Arizona. So on Thursday, Representative Thomas Massey played this video, uh, basically just splice like that <laughs> at the House Judiciary Committee um, and asked Merrick Garland if this man was an FBI informant, to which he responded like, I can't answer any of that because reasons ongoing investigation. He did the same thing that uh, when someone asked if he would charge Fauci with perjury, Andy Biggs asked him that Uh, department protocol is we don't comment on ongoing investigations unless it's terrorist parents. And then you comment to your heart's desire. You put letters out, tell them to stop it. My God, he is just the worst. You know, he changed his name from Garfinkel. I found out today. (laughs) It was, it was Mary Garfinkel. That's his name. Yeah. Wow. I would also change it, but he's not fooling anybody. Hmm. Anyway, no, we're not going to get any answers on this. Obvious Fed is obvious. And and uh, just to be clear, that guy, uh, do we do we know if he went in the Capitol? This Ray Ray Epps, the boomer Fed. Not th- no, I don't think he did. And so Wouldn't he has not been charged with the- any any crime. Uh, no, but I mean, isn't this if this if the shoe were on the other foot uh, and this was not a Fed, they would have gotten him for incitement. Oh, I, I, I'm surprised that if he hadn't, if he was not a federal asset, given the aggression with which they have gone after people for very minor crimes, that they wouldn't, if that was authentic, they wouldn't get that guy for incitement to. Yeah. 
whatever all the all the criminal activity that took place that day Ooh, i can't comment because this is an ongoing investigation Ooh, hmm. an asshole well i do have some rona updates real quick mostly i just want to get to the commentary of rochelle walensky but we'll add a little context here more vaccinations are coming and you know what that means even more vaccine mandates and even more oh, yeah. shifting goalposts for what counts as vaccinated on Thursday, the CDC announced its approval for booster shots of the Moderna and Johnson and Johnson vaccines for people over 65, people over 50 with certain medical conditions. Um, and uh, this is all according to the CDC's official advice. Now, the panel opened the boosters to adults 18 and older with certain medical conditions as well, or whose job regularly exposes them to the virus saying those people may choose to get a booster after considering their individual risk funny i thought individual risk assessment was out the window in all of these calculations but yeah the cdc acknowledges it to some degree at least the panel uh, notably also endorsed quote mix and matching people who've been vaccinated with one company's vaccine can now receive a different vaccine for their booster shot so (laughs) I, I johnson and johnson is a gateway drug to pfizer and vice versa <laughs> i suppose at this point <sighs> at the same time pfizer the the pfizer vaccine appears poised to become approved for children age 5 to 11 within weeks after the fda has found that the benefits of the shot outweigh the risks for most scenarios they say quote the vaccine uh related myocarditis uh, carditis right let me speak myocarditis let me say that correctly heart inflammation those cases have uh tended to resolve in a few days unlike covid19 infection which can lead to death now remember they're talking in the context of children here and there's no mention of the death count of children with no serious underlying health conditions that's something like 20 or a couple dozen uh, pediatric deaths that had no explanation other than rona and we're going to recycle the same exact bit. Pfizer uh, is now saying that their vaccine appears to be more than 90% effective in kids age 5 to 11. Flashback, what, uh, a year or so ago, less than a year, actually, into the winter of last year. Our vaccines are 90 plus percent effective. Everybody get in line. And so you're going to be hearing this. Oh, the vaccines are so effective. They keep you safe from everything. Also, that's why everyone else has to get vaccinated, even though I'm vaccinated, because I'm still going to emphasize the breakthrough cases. Mm-hmm. Like Colin Powell, if only your five-year-old had taken the Pfizer vaccine, Colin Powell would still be alive today, even though he's 84 and had blood cancer. He had blood cancer. (laughs) Uh, This is what we're going to face coming up very soon. And the reason I bring this up is because uh, it's about control, obviously, but, but the control is going to shift ever onward. Because now that the boosters are available, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said this week that the definition of fully vaccinated could change. Right now, we don't have booster eligibility for all people um, currently. So we are going to, we we have not yet changed the definition of fully vaccinated. Um, We will continue to look at this. We may need to update our definition of fully vaccinated in the future. But right now, what I would say is if you're eligible for a booster, go ahead and get your booster and we will continue to follow. (laughs) The definition of fully vaccinated is going to change. We're just going to keep at you forever. It's like, how many of these deals are we going to take? 15 days to slow the spread, 15 months to slow the spread. Okay, just two shots, we'll get back to normal. Okay, three shots, we'll get back to normal. Okay, now a shot whenever I tell you to feed your family. Deal? Yeah. We're going to take that one? Daily COVID suppositories. Yeah. Well, for the first time in forever, 
I don't actually have a hoax hate story for tonight. It, I don't know what the streak was. It's many, many so weeks So many strong. weeks, months and months. And normally I like to stretch whatever I have into hoax hate, even if it's not a perfect fit. But these stories, even <laughs> though they are exaggerations of hate and they're hate themed stories, I can't stretch them far enough to call them hoax hate. So I'm not going to play the hoax hate intro tonight. And uh, we're just going to discuss these stories instead, although that just that breaks me. I have to. It's part of the show. But all right. I want to talk a little bit about the um, Dave Chappelle protesters, because the treatment of this particular guy who was a pro Dave Chappelle counter protester. This is a media smearing uh, something like what happened to the Covington kids, although maybe not as sustained. But a small group of Netflix employees staged a walk a walkout at company headquarters in California after the Dave Chappelle special in which many of the jokes were at the expense of transgenderism. Mm-hmm. And the Netflix employees are demanding raises for trans employees. <laughs> go, go get hired by network uh, by Netflix. Say you're trans. Get a raise, yeah. I guess. Uh, they want harm reduction. Whatever that means. They want cracking down on transphobia and hate speech. And YouTube comedian, I'm just going to call him Vito. This is the bearded man at center screen here. I can't even pronounce his last name. Jesualdi. I'm just calling him Vito. Um, And podcaster Dick Masterson, they showed up at this counter protest or two counter protests rather in support of Dave Chappelle. And of course, they were both physically attacked for their speech. Here's some of the video. Steal his sign and smash it. Oh my god, look at all these faggots and masks. His signpost. Okay, I want to stop it on this frame right here. Okay. Oh God, look at that tiny little dike. So you, here's what you can see. You can hear, you, you can see Vito in the center frame. You can see a camera behind the uh, angry uh, plaid wearing woman there screaming, what, repent motherfucker is what she's screaming at is him. Is that as far what as, she's saying? I think that's what she's saying. Oh Something motherfucker. And she's shaking a tambourine at him. Now that photo became... One of the uh, widely circulated uh, photos of the event. And by the way, it wasn't just the sign stealing that was part of the physical altercation. Vito says that Dick Masterson was tackled to the ground by some Antifa looking dude and he had to go to the hospital for a a CT scan. Uh, This is what Vito was saying. So but you get this photo out of it. Okay, this photo was. Oh, let me get this out of the way. Um, You get this photo out of that exchange and. The AP circulated this photo and the AP, of course, those stories get picked up by all sorts of local news stories. The AP writes an article. It's licensed to all kinds of websites that just republish it. The AP captioned that photo comedian and videographer Vito screams profanities as he engages with peaceful protesters begging him to leave. That is so absurd. The amount of, you know, you just have to hold back to not murder all of these people. <laughs> so much restraint was practiced here. Can yeah, we I, give these guys, this guy a bone? Come on. 
It's like the exact opposite is it was the trans mafia that got physical with him. And that freak is screaming motherfucker at him. He never, as far as I can tell, uttered a profanity. Not that I care if he does. It's a speech issue. Well, I don't care. But where are Muslims when you need them like this is (laughs) come on. The AP had to retract it, at least. Did they retracted it? They retracted the caption on that photo. Get this to remove reference to Vito using profanities, which he did not do at the at the moment the image was made. I don't know if he did ever, but at the moment the image was made, he did not. Also, we removed reference to protesters being peaceful because one protester destroyed his sign. Yeah, but you were there and you saw the whole thing. Yeah, you knew that. And the caption, everything about the original caption was wrong then. Good job. Liars. Oh, my gosh. You know, Afghan refugees could earn their keep. Did I'm you see the story in about the uh, exchange here. See the story about the Afghan refugee in Missoula. Yeah. Already got Rot to raping. Yep. <laughs> National news. Uh, Afghan refugee resettled in Missoula, Montana. About, well, closer to you than it is to me, actually, probably. It's like four seconds before. Oh, there yep. it is. Oh, there's the uh, Afghan rape, yeah. refugee rape. I did not expect mm. it in uh, my neck of the woods or our neck of the woods. But here yeah. we are. They're just going to keep resettling Muslims in our regions until uh, we have to move again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then we got to go back to California and save it. Duh! I'm so tired of moving. I don't want to move anymore. You'll be shocked to learn that even beyond the transgender pro transgender acceptance premise of this uh, of this protest, it was also bunk in terms of the uh, the moral character of those leading the protest, at least according to their own claimed moral framework. One of the leaders of the walkout, Ashley Marie Preston, has a whole Twitter history that Vito had identified in which she uh, she has some uh, excellent tweets in here. Here's a brief selection of some of her old tweets. Uh, this Asian N-word in the subway got a fat ass. Almost looks like a bitch from behind. <laughs> Just broke my phone on this Asian bitch's head. I have Asian friends, but they some motherfucking weirdos sometimes. Just cussed out that Asian bitch. Clean the fuck out. You mess up my order and then blame me? English is my first language, bitch. Never order again. Well, when you're right, you're right. (laughs) Uh, This might have been some of the anti-Asian hate that people are standing up against in San Francisco, which we'll get to momentarily. She's white, right? No, this is uh, this is a uh, a woman of color. This is a Netflix protester of color. So Ah, I should have understood from the syntax. (laughs) Well, I may have Asian bitches had no apostrophe. There it is. I may have altered some of the phrasing to make it more readable to me. Because her name is Ashley with two E's, I just assumed that she was mine. Yeah. Uh, The Los Angeles Times has a quote from Netflix leadership about what they're going to do about this. They say, we value our trans colleagues and allies and understand that deep hurt or understand the deep hurt that's been caused. We respect the decision of any employee who chooses to walk out and recognize we have much more work to do within Netflix and in our content. So at least a verbal concession to these people but we'll, we'll see if anything changes money money talks at the end of this they're not going to throw dave Chappelle under the bus because dave Chappelle is making them more money than squid game potentially which before we get to the interview i wish we could talk about squid i game. know paul joseph watson failed to mention in his video about it that it was filled with spoilers oh. it was very disappointing but well, i thought it was excellent yeah i I have some thoughts about the ending. That's all. But maybe someday when a little more time has passed, we can we could uh, forego movie review for one week to talk squid game. Uh, anyway. I'm in. 
Anyway, uh, in and out. Uh, the last thing I'll talk about here in the uh, the hate stories. Uh, in and out, of course, has been in this battle with with San Francisco, the city of, and the the public uh, health department in San Francisco. And it's the only in and out burger, the only in and out store in San Francisco that made news recently for defying San Francisco's vaccine mandate. So mm-hmm. the restaurant had a sign on the door that vac- vaccinations were required for indoor dining, but the staff were not verifying the vaccination status uh, of patrons. So the public health department in San Francisco ordered this in and out to cease all operations on Thursday, October 14th. And the restaurant opened for takeout only the next day. Now in and out issued a hell of a statement that I have a lot of admiration and respect for. They said this to media as a company in and out burger strongly believes that the highest form of customer service and to, uh, and to us, or we strongly believe in the highest form of customer service. And to us, that means serving all customers who visit us, and making all customers feel welcome. We refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. It is unreasonable, invasive, and unsafe to force our restaurant associates to segregate customers into those who may be served and those who may not, whether based on documentation they carry or any other reason. We fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. This is clear governmental overreach and is intrusive, improper and offensive. So well done. Round of applause to in and out Uh, in and out in Pleasant Hill. And this is in neighboring Contra Costa County uh, has also been cited twice for the same violation. So it appears in and out is sticking by this uh, as far as the rest of their franchises potentially. And uh, they're doing to go only rather than comply from what I understand. So good, good for that. If <laughs> I've been to this very in and out many times, if I get an opportunity in the near future, maybe I will dare. I will dare the San Francisco authorities to stop me from eating an in and out burger in the <laughs> restaurant without showing my. Oh, papers. my Lord. Maybe, maybe Would I'll you? get that opportunity. You should do it. So this brings us to what's the hate element here? Well, it's Steven Crowder who's in who's in trouble now because he was covering this very story and they he played a news clip from local CBS and he said that this reporter, Betty Yu, who was covering the story, has a quote aggressively Asian face. Here is what he had to say. Uh, San Francisco in and out, they've been in a battle with the city. Let me just let them tell you the story of uh, vaccine requirements. Brian, right now, Ooh, this that is yeah. aggressively Asian face. Is open, but only it is. Uh, I mean, it's meant to be a look at skier. It'd be like a black diamond. You have to drop it on a chopper. That's it. You're right. You're right. Well, super Asian. I was going to say, um, you can enter that in the Gruden files. You may find it distasteful, but uh, can we deny any accuracy? Is he? No. Is he you know, draw your own conclusions, like a, as he would say, I suppose. The female version of that, like, bucktooth Asian cartoon. <laughs> okay. That chick. Now, this clip began circulating because, of course, Media Matters hall monitors of the Internet made some big deal of it. And that led the reporter herself, Betty Yu, to also make a big deal out of it. So she's broken her <laughs> silence to speak about this grave injustice that she has endured. This is just another reminder that... Yeah. Racism is so prevalent here in the United States. Do you have hope that one day that you're not going to be looked at as an aggressive Asian face? What gave this guy the authority to decide what's Americanized? That's triggering Mm -hmm. and that's racist. 
He didn't call you a chink. Get over it, lady. <laughs> yeah, that's for Yikes. blonde to do. Okay. Yeah, for real. This is so. Ugh. But even Whatever. even if still, it's like who gives him the authority to decide what's aggressively Asian? Him. He's allowed yeah. to say that if he wants. Who gives you the authority to decide what acceptable speech is? You are a public figure, and as we are all well familiar with, that comes with a certain level of public scrutiny. People yeah. will just make fun of your looks. They will. They do it on this show. They do it to Steven Crowder. They do it to local reporters. That's part of the bit. So you can Why pretend couldn't she just be like, yeah, uh, I'm super chinky. And then everybody would have thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like, why, why, why even comment on it? Right. And, and uh, her explanation, I find even more ridiculous. So she as far as why she's talking about this, she says, well, this made me think about those who don't have the support of a corporation or colleagues and other people in the industry. It made me think about people who don't have this sort of outlet to not just air their grievances, but really take racists to task. You're right. Like You mean like the actual Asian people getting their asses kicked on the streets of your city by, by attackers people, yeah. of color. Yeah. At a record pace every single week. And you're you're not going to take this time to go out and talk to them. You're going to get on the air and do the self aggrandizing and make yourself a victim because some guy on the Internet said a mean word about you. And and of course, if you watch the full news story, the news anchors after the fact say, we would like to remind you that uh, CBS KPIX stands against all forms of anti-Asian hate. This whole concocted scripted statement. So what? So someone got made fun of if you don't like oh, Stephen no. Crowder for that don't none of you people were watching Stephen Crowder's show anyway who gives a shit you don't like yeah, him yeah just somebody like tagged her on Twitter about it. hundreds of people probably oh and it did. became such a virtue signal fest for all the blue check journos I stand with Betty you and <laughs> I, I should have saved some examples because a lot of Asian reporters started responding to Stephen Crowder how aggressive is this Asian face Stephen <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know what he did, but if it was me, you should have ranked him. You should have taken yeah. all those submissions, ranked him by yeah, yeah. Asian aggression. I, that is a great <laughs> idea. So you is a Chinese then, name, isn't it? I believe so. Now, as far as I understand, I don't think I don't think it's going to be a YouTube issue. I, I, I don't think this one actually aired on YouTube. I know Steven Crowder had a recent ban because of uh, he got in trouble with the LGBT mafia or something. So I think this was only on the blaze. So I don't think Susan will have anything to say about it. Who cares? God, this is so stupid. Who cares? Well, well, the Chinese are deranked now. Japanese, even, Korean, Chinese. They're even lower on the on the official hierarchy. After I know this. you, you see want to talk about done? racism. I send the, I say this all the time. You want to talk about racism? Go to mainland China and talk about black people, and then tell me more. Or the there's, Japanese. There's some reporting opportunities there about uh, mean words. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, what are you talking? You, you, you could only say something like that in America. Like, oh, you can't make fun of my super Asian face. <laughs> like, how can she even see out of those eyes? I'm with Steven Crowder on this. <laughs> Disavow. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, right, hey, right. I, have, I have some surprise cringe for you. Ready for this? Yeah, it's been a while. All right, here we go. We are no strangers to love. Oh, Greta. You know the rules, and so do I. It's not much longer, but it's exactly what it looks like. 
did I just get Rickrolled by Greta Thunberg? Well, I it's Greta Thunberg. And um, <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, no, that was terrible. I feel bad for her. Never has, has Rick Astley been so autistic. But he, but he liked it. Rick Astley did. He uh, explicitly approved. No! But he did, yeah. Oh, it uh, was so tizzy though. Greta launched a global series of 19 concerts called Climate Live with the aim of highlighting climate change. This event was in Stockholm, Sweden. Ah! Uh, I have not seen any word on exactly how many uh, coal-fueled power plants had to be fired up to power the event or how many gallons of gas were burned by all the attendees traveling to this particular concert. But I do know that Rick Astley tweeted his approval. He, uh, he said, quote, fantastic and thanks so much. Part of the tweet in Swedish, uh, one would wish that this is Greta's admission that her entire public life has been one big rickroll trolling exercise but that is apparently not the case it was just to entertain the audience oh my god why would you do that to me i hadn't seen that <laughs> uh, someone why? sent it to my inbox and i thought all right this is a good one this is funny i'm kind of so. sad I, I am sad for her i think she's being exploited and she's clearly a fucking weirdo and she doesn't shower and she's an eating disorder and this is like her whole life and her whole world now well now that we have disgraced greta Thunberg and betty you I suppose we no, can, we've uh... disgraced Rick Astley. Oh, yeah. Well, are you a fan? I only know his one hit. I don't know any of his other work. I don't know. Maybe I do. But everyone loves that song. It's a great song. I mean, Have it had its heyday. Video? Yeah, of course. Like he's 12. They, they were trying to do the dance. I think that's why it looked so. Uh... Were they? Were they, though? I think that's what I think that's what she was trying to do. Yeah. Oh, man. Remember when people used to get bullied out of uh, being weird? <laughs> well, you know. I don't know. The good old days, I suppose. All right. <laughs> you ready to talk the movie? Yeah. All right, let's, let's talk about the movie. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is the 1966 Clint Eastwood spaghetti western classic The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, a movie in which a gunslinger, an outlaw, and a hitman all compete and cooperate for a secret stash of Confederate gold in 1862 Civil War, New Mexico. We don't have nominator commentary this week because for the first time in the history of the segment, the nomination list was vetoed and a random IMDb top-rated movie was selected, hence The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. So your thoughts there were a few things that i loved about this um the whole idea of of searching for money with foes which actually squid games tapped into this and it just mm. makes for an interesting plot um so each person has different information about the location of this money and it it lends to an interesting story they have to be somewhat cooperative knowing that some people are gonna get killed in the end you can't fully trust them, but you have to cooperate with them to some degree. So uh, that that does lend to an interesting storyline. The cinematography, of course, was beautiful. I love these wide shots where some things were spliced out of the frame. Um, so you didn't have uh, like too much visual information or information about the plot and the characters because of the way um, that the viewer could see, because of what the viewer could could see. And then the score uh, was was excellent too. So all in all, I really I really enjoyed it. Um, and I also really liked that there, there were no good guys, right? It was just, 
three shitty dudes and like one of them is the least shitty and he's a super handsome whoa like so handsome clint eastwood 1960s clint huh i think he was like 34 or 36 but it's like yeah like whoa these movie star movie star good looks um my criticisms you know my millennial attention span made it incredibly difficult to watch a three-hour movie like I, I watched it all today and it was rough it, mm. it was did pretty you do rough it in one sitting or did you take breaks i did it in one sitting okay um it, that that was pretty rough but that just might be you know that my brain is fried from computer over usage uh and then that said if a movie's going to be three hours long at least it's an epic western um, and then if we talked a little bit about this, I, I'll give it a break, but the audio mixing was really annoying. Uh, the dialogue was just incredibly quiet and I, it was from the sixties. So I, I can't fault them too much. And then the, the weird dubbing situation, I did like a little bit of research. I'm not sure if this is correct, but some of the actors were speaking Italian and some were speaking English and that's where the dubbing. Yeah, we, we couldn't tell. And this didn't make it into my review, but we couldn't tell if like the audio and video sync was off. Or if it, it was dubbed, it, some half of the people dubbed. were dubbed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just found that just it, just incredibly, incredibly irritating. Even the director <laughs> didn't speak crazy. English. Uh, really? Actually. Yeah. When I was reading yeah. about it, that's that's true. So communication must have been a little bit difficult. But what would your rating be? All in all, I'd say four out of five. My my mm. it was an excellent film. My one star was knocked off because um, I'm not really sure that it was worthy of being a three hour. Three yeah. hours. Fuck. We're on. Uh, we're on a very similar wavelength here because there's a lot that I. Th- there are a few things I really, really love about it. There's a lot that I respect for its influence and its cultural relevance. That said, did I enjoy sitting down and watching this movie? Sort of. Yeah. Um, you what, watched it over two I, days, right? No, we did it in one sitting. I forget. It was. I think we watched it on like thursday or something like something like that no we watched it early in the week that's right because it must have been on tuesday that we watched it. anyway you did it in one sitting too man towards the end i was like just kill this yes mexican. so kill the mexican um, just do it you mentioned the soundtrack the soundtrack is legendary i appreciate uh not just the theme everybody knows the theme even if you haven't seen the movie but there are several others in there that are just fantastic i think no matter how you measure the quality of a movie soundtrack whether you like the memorability of the melody or you like the complexity of the score uh, to me like tone setting is very key for a good soundtrack this is just it's a very unique sound that fits the setting perfectly across several songs and um yeah. and they're all linked in the uh the some of the i wouldn't say they're lesser known people know them but i did link some of the uh the songs if you haven't heard them in the review it's no, worth no, checking no. out i yeah i loved the the bathtub scene with tuco mm-hmm. and actually I, I i get why clint eastwood um this was one of the movies that really launched him to stardom and i understand why i actually found tuco to be the more entertaining character personally yeah. The bathtub scene where he's uh, walking through that abandoned town or the evacuated war-torn town and he takes a break to take a bath and the bounty hunter comes in and is like, oh, I finally got you and you, there's nothing you can do. Shoots him from under the suds and delivers that classic line. Uh, when you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. And that was actually unscripted. That was improvised. Really? Which is really cool. Yeah, the directors just chose to let that in, uh, leave that in, which I thought huh. was, was pretty interesting. Um I thought the battle scene, the bridge battle scene was pretty impressive. It, it looked the, the cannons firing, the people taking fire, trying to drag the wounded out of there. It all looked 
I think really good. It looked as mm-hmm. good as war movies decades older without yeah. all the effects. So I give it credit for that. And I learned a little bit of history too. I actually was not that I'm a civil war scholar, but I didn't know much about this kind of uh, Western offensive by the Confederates really at all. I was never taught about that in school. So this was you know, just kind of casually Googling around, figuring out what, what was going on here. Confederates trying to take control of Colorado gold, um, uh, uh, and trying to trying to control ports in California. And it, I think there's a lot of that civil war history west of the Mississippi is kind of understated in a lot of uh, school curriculum. So it was interesting to Definitely. learn about that. To your point, and I won't go too far, but it's just, it's just too long. It's yeah. just way too long. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff I appreciate about it, but it's, it's spread too far apart. The part of it is they, they like to do those like landscape appreciating long shots which I liked. Which, yeah. I don't know. I didn't think fewer, the landscape was all that them. compelling. It's just kind of boring desert terrain. But, <sighs> but, uh, and also I thought there was just a lot of like uh, smaller plot points that didn't really serve the the broader plot. Like when the Tuco's brother at the monastery is that is that really all that relevant? It was um, character building, I guess. I guess the forever long opening scene with Angel Eyes and that Confederate soldier. That's true. That They're was sitting there eating long, yeah. soup for like, it's supposed to build tension or whatever. The long, the long, long dehydration march. I know that's supposed to build all the, t- it's just the latter half of this movie. I loved. And I feel like if this movie was compressed into an hour and a half, two hours, it'd be something that I'd enjoy a lot more. The ending scene had the perfect amount of time and tension. The ending scene was good. The, the uh, duel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that overall. I give it a three. Okay. I'll allow it. I forgot to play it for you, but the stream got it. Whatever. Um, Are you telling me that the dogma outranks the good? One hundred percent. Just because I enjoyed it more. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to chastise you because these are all objective. Are there things um, about? Are there individual items about Good, the Bad, and the Ugly that I like over individual items of dogma? Yes, but as a complete movie package. I enjoyed watching Dogma a lot more than I enjoyed watching this one. It probably was easier to watch. <laughs> yeah. That's what it comes down to. Let's see uh, what the audience rating is. I bet it's high. Uh, early vote. Um, f- yeah, four wikis. People are right in line with you. And actually cool. a healthy amount of fives. Uh, between the four and the fives, you're talking about 80% of the vote. The okay. early vote here. So. Uh, so yeah, people generally like this movie. Uh, next up, we, we, the movie list did get vetoed again. Uh, so we will have another randomly selected top uh, IMDb top pick Hacksaw Ridge. Really? Yeah. Have you seen this one? Mm-mm. So I, I wanted to see this when it came out. I never did. So I'm actually really excited to see Wait, it. Does this have Mel Gibson in it? <gasps> yes. Oh, is he in it? I didn't know that. Oh, and he's like all old and grizzled and stuff. Oh, I love Mel Gibson. I love old Mel Gibson. As far as I understand, this is based on a true story. I'm not sure how accurate it is, but the premise here is a, a Marine medic, I believe, who was part of the uh, the effort to take Okinawa and refused to shoot people, refused to kill, and ultimately earned the Medal of Honor. So I want to check it out. Uh, I'm excited to watch this one. And uh, as far as what's up after that, we do, because October was one of those weird five Sunday months, one of those rare ones, we do have to put the list to a vote once more. I know that's kind of redundant after we've put the same list up and it's been vetoed yeah. twice now but we got to do it once more because that's the way the system works so this will be the last opportunity on mad murdoch uh, mad murdoch's picks for october the vote again will be the goonies mall rats alita battle angel star trek ready player one or the two-week uh popular uh wild card 
So I assume we'll Did probably I get another. Did I say these are all objective? I meant to say subjective. Sorry, live chat. That was a terrible oversight. It's really late, though. It's not yeah. my fault. We're nearing the two hour mark. <gasps> oh, God. I can't believe the, I said uh, that. The early results on that. Oh, the Goonies. This is what happened last week. The Goonies has a strong constituency. And the Goonies mm-hmm. made an early push. And then the wildcard people took over. So if you really want to watch the Goonies, might be your last chance for a minute. Go vote for the Goonies. If you really mm-hmm. don't, go vote for wildcard. And of course, Vince a- Vaughn is in this, too. Hmm. A uh, a reminder, if you want to read my movie reviews, comment how uh, wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and to sign up for the chance to make the movie nominations for the month, the one and only place to do that is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website, MattChristensenMedia.com. That's and it. And Mel Gibson's son. Yes. I don't know if I've ever seen his son in a movie. Does anyone get naked in this? <laughs> All right. Just let me, wondering. Uh, we're good on uh, D Live. Thank you guys for watching over there. Appreciate it, Silasfer. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, let's see. Are you still uh, admiring the Gibson family, or are you ready for chat? My the depths of my love for Mel Gibson. I'm ready to do tough. <laughs> Um, Matt says, speaking of politicians having system glitches, this morning Nancy Pelosi had a BSOD of. Is that a blue screen? Blue screen of death. Yeah. Of death. Yeah. Um, during her interview on ABC this week. Really? I didn't see that one. But of course she had one, I don't know how long ago. She that, That's the same setting in which she had the uh, Good Morning Sunday morning incident, I believe. So I'll check it out. Um, Anti-Omnia Libertatum. Spent my weekend working 12-hour shifts for the Navy, fixing their broke-ass boats. I know they appreciate my hard work because they're going to be firing me here soon. It's wow. fine. Got a job lined up in Texas. Let's go, Brandon. That is... They're going to lose all their best workers. Well, good for you for sticking up for uh, your beliefs, and, and thank you for serving the country as well. Let's go, um, Brandon. Long Don John. <laughs> but seriously, how the fuck did live ammunition end up on a film set? Also, did you see Fauci's experiment with beagle puppies having sand flies? Oh, it was sand flies eating their faces while alive and conscious. Yeah. Hashtag lie, uh, beagle, beagle's lies. Well, I, I really wish, wish I wouldn't have been talking about euthanizing all of the world's beagles. Like, <laughs> did you say that? Ago. I don't remember. I just, I just hate beagles, but this is terrible. I, I don't have any particular hatred for beagles. I don't want their faces to be eaten and their vocal cords to be surgically <laughs> removed to silence their yelps. It's terrible. Um, Mel Gibson isn't in it. He just directed it. Oh, oh, well, damn it. The hell with that movie then. <sighs> And pick something Fine. else. Fine. Knuckle hunky buck. I'm just a former boy. Uh, <laughs> see you later, boy. Can it get any more obvious? Admiral Levine. <laughs> yeah. Robin I didn't D. Think Banks. Of, how did I not think of the Avril Levine pun? That was uh, that's sitting right there. Oh, man. I'm so disappointing. The, the highs and lows of this show, thinking you're going to watch a two hour movie with Mel Gibson, realizing that he just directed it and there are no nude scenes. You guys are terrible. Robin D. Banks, uh, not trying to be a bigot, but how is this the first female admiral with a schlong? Also, how is she an admiral, an admiral who's never spent a day in the Navy? I can only imagine how hard Z is laughing. now. Yeah, I don't understand why that is lumped in with the military branches for the purposes of this uh, so-called record. Right. How does that work? I don't get it. Eric Nervik. Um, the Chinese state news agency called the Biden administration the most incompetent and degenerate government in history hmm. uh, the other day. I think I'll need to learn. Let's go, Brandon, and Mandarin. 
I've been saving all the Let's Go Brandons, by the way. I have them all. Let's Oops. go, Brandon! Elec- <laughs> I saved them all. I like the Let's go, Brandon. Electric sheep. Hey, Matt and Blonde, looking forward to getting canned as an army medic caught up in here <laughs> in the God. land of syrup and smugness for sticking to my medical ethics. Thanks for the good years. Hope they'll come back at some point. Man, I'm sorry to hear that, but good for you. Good for you. I uh, admire sticking up for what you believe in. The land of syrup and smugness. Is that Vermont or Canada? Yeah. <laughs> I assume Canada. Is that what he's talking about? Canadian army? Uh, I think that's what he's saying. Well, uh, Godspeed. Friedrich, I would like to do to Matt what the news channel was watching big. <laughs> you want to search for Matt's butthole, I guess. Gross. You're Craig queer. Baker. We're not going to do that. Gross, gross. Um, Craig Becker, Baker, prop gun, any for on use in any for on set use often chambered with blanks, only barrels plugged. Hmm. Ah, a gun, which chambers live rounds on set odd armors never have live rounds, especially near set. I, I would assume that's uncommon. I don't know, but I, I don't know why you would, you've got to have security personnel, I'm sure. But why would live rounds be in the vicinity of the prop guns? Yeah. Or does uh, Hannah, is she in charge of, well, she's not loading. There weren't mags in this particular gun. So the only way to load that gun is to pop out the cylinder. And actually, that's what's so baffling about it, too. You're talking about like a a magazine fed rifle or even a handgun. You're going to put those rounds in the magazine and the operator, I guess, might not see what's deeper in the mag. When you're talking about this revolver, you got to physically put each round into those chambers in the cylinder and nobody noticed that these were live rounds, I guess, or whoever How did bizarre. it. I guess you got to do that with a magazine too, but I don't know. It's just baffling to me that if you didn't intend to put live rounds in that, that was the result. Yeah. Boogeyman nine one seven. What a joke we are as a country with this clown admiral series black pills over here. I know <laughs> it's kind of funny. We're very sick. She's a beacon of hope. Didn't yeah, you really hear? ride yeah. the tiger? It's cool. Uh, Bearded Mountain. Love the show. Tried sending this in chat, and I guess I offended a mod. I don't think a day one uh, admiral should be wearing medals. They haven't been in long enough to earn them. Still best show ever. That's not the only problem with this. Well, thanks. Uh, uh, d- thank you might have caught the scorn of Susan's automation. I don't know what happened. But. I don't think mods can have the jurisdiction to do that. I, I don't. Yeah, on, su- on Super Chat or something. Super Usually chat, that's. Yeah. yeah. But I guess, um, yeah, I should clarify, and military uh, people could help me understand, too. Is she wearing, like, military campaign ribbons, or what the hell? I don't know. I'm checked out. she, whatever. I'm done thinking about the pronouns I use here. Warrior Biatch Blonde, you've made a huge difference in my life. You're so beautiful, intelligent, and inspiring. Wow. Matt, you're pretty beautiful as well. Thank you so much. It's so (laughs) meaningful. Very kind. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Zach Coggins. Hey, guys, I just want to let you know that my mink production has already begun. My wife and I are already in our 15 <laughs> weeks into our first breeding. I managed to make it happen one month into our marriage. You know, most fertility is uh, the woman, but you still have to have good swimmers. So good job. And don't let that reporter find out you use the word mink to describe your children, which, of course, is if you're unaware, a mashup between slurs for Irish people and Chinese people. Mick and chink that's how he got mink that's how he got she got minked uh <laughs> gizmo the fisherman uh with oh i gotta skip this one uh evil zombie toe no no thank you or your message got deleted sorry mostly peaceful gun owner uh took my amazing girlfriend to the shooting range today she shoots good but nearly as good as alec baldwin does she shoot well does she why is she just your girlfriend 
Well, it, that's a good question. Is yeah, that's that's a good question too. I was thinking, mm-hmm. is Alec Baldwin a great a shot or shot? a poor shot? Yeah, I don't know. It depends on what he was hmm. aiming at, right? I guess. Maybe he really hated that chick. Uh, C and Arsenal. Uh, Crow was a primer only squib powered by a later blank. I don't know what the fuck that means. This was the- from current stories. Likely a live round confused for a dummy filming yeah. the front of a large bore. You would need fake cartridges visible. Okay. So he's talking about the prior case where that guy died because of a firearm mishap. In so the that 90s. was a legit blank that he died from. A that blank. sounds like that defective, um, quote unquote, ammunition in the 90s case. Defective uh, blank cartridges. And in this case, that doesn't sound like what we're talking about, obviously. When they, when they say, I guess what I'm confused, from what I understand, it was live ammo is in ammo you put in a gun and it fires right. that bullet projectile just like anything else. But I've mm-hmm. seen certain reporting say live ammo also refers to blanks. I just don't know that, what terms they're using on the set. Uh, do people? Uh, no. Okay. That's really confusing and stupid. To me, live ammo means projectile goes Projectile, flying. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Joshua Worley. I think it's possible they may have purchased or rented a real gun to use on the set and that she never actually checked every chamber in the revolver. Ah! Assuming it wasn't uh, sabotage or scabotage. Oh, yeah. So that that was the issue, too. And I don't know what exactly her relationship to the union is, but there were a lot of these scab workers in place of those union workers on the set. I don't know if she I thought she had been there the whole time because that's what her interview on the podcast implied that she wasn't a replacement worker. But I don't know. Did she do it to get back at the at the labor union or did she is she a secret Trump operative who wanted to get Alec Baldwin back? Inari the Kitsune. And this is spelled like phonetically, like the way an Asian person would say it. (laughs) You are worthless, Alec Baldwin. (laughs) Spelled like that. Dishonorable. (laughs) Most dishonorable. Yeah. Seppuku. Thank you. Hatet Shine. Uh, thank you. Uh, Dakota Stanton. If Alec Baldwin was a student in a student film, he would be charged. That is true. Yeah, that I think so, too. Yeah. I, I would have to. I would have to assume that. Robin D. Banks. I wonder what it's like to shoot someone without justification. Alec Baldwin. Direct quote on care on Twitter. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Probably a bad wish. Yeah, really. Uh, Seth Vader. I don't comment often, but Mr. Rachel Levine's achievements made me realize a certain group percentage could tend to be higher. <laughs> Uh, there's hate speech in there somewhere. That's all I know. But is it Jewish hate speech? I don't understand. I have no idea. I I don't I don't get it. Uh, Craig Baker. I made John Eric Hexum dead self shot actor. What does this mean? A Halloween costume. Oh, okay. Too many ab- abbreviations. I, I, I think need there's a vowels. character limit. Uh, two times in eighty seven and eighty eight on set, proudly uh, accidentally said so to the producer who made. J.E.H.'s career. Oops, Baldwin was an asshole on set when I met him. Everybody knows mm. he's an asshole. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Laser Doctor. Alec Baldwin, one. January 6th, Insurrectionist, zero. And they're all supposed to rot in hellhole, hellhole prisons. So what does an yeah. actual murderer would probably be the wrong term here, but guy who killed someone, what sort of fate does he deserve by that yeah. logic? He's already in hell because he has to deal with his uh, like million kids with his fake Spanish wife. Oh, I don't know his family situation. I have no idea. Hilaria Baldwin. You don't remember that story? Hmm. How she just pretended to be Spanish. It was like the major uh, headline over the last few months. Uh, no, I don't know it. For what purpose? Like uh, 
diversity for like minority points she's huh. like a, a white hamptons chick and there's all this footage of her being like and then uh you a slice the uh, uh how you say a uh, cucumber she's like <laughs> like spent like one summer in spain or some shit uh right. this just happened um john hoyle uh would you rather have your daughter in a movie produced by harvey weinstein or baldwin clearly Oof. baldwin baldwin yeah. i might still pick baldwin <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure yeah he's not gonna do it again uh, he'll probably check them next time, but you got to seriously speaking, you got to think this movie production is probably dead, right? This movie is this movie ever get made? I don't think the crow came out, did it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Ramian. Uh, thank you. Logan or uh, guess who crashed their 200 grand job almost as hard as Kobe's helicopter over vaccine mandates wow. <laughs> right on. Have you guys ever thought about a job board almost like your dating board? That's a good no, idea. But um, that's an interesting idea. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit. And I'm I'm sorry to hear it, but again, I admire your your commitments, your convictions here. Uh, maybe there's something we could do about it. I don't know. We could start. I know there are websites that are already devoted to fighting the woke ideology and stuff, and I'm sure there's probably something similar that could be done here. Yeah. Um, the the difficulty is, you know, for me, I, I have X amount of hours in the day, and I got to stick to my regular job as much as I can. But if you have uh, initiative or ideas, and you'd like to uh, if I can help to promote them or to direct people, I'm definitely open to ideas. So send them my way if you got them. The crow did come out hmm. with a body double. Wow. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really getting roasted for this. I've never seen it. I don't know. I just no, assumed that if well, somebody got killed in production, they probably wouldn't release it. And it was just I haven't kind of seen a cult any movies thing. except for the ones we've been forced to watch. Uh oh. Yeah, they're really mad. Sorry. Wait, mad Ooh. about what? That I didn't know that The Crow was a cult classic that everybody's seen and is clearly a full feature <laughs> film with a body double in the second half. Oh, man. I only knew the, the folklore around it, which isn't really folklore because it actually happened. Um, Lee Adamson. Anyone with an ounce of common sense wouldn't let live am ammo anywhere near a movie set that was using real guns to begin with. Mandatory firearms training in public schools would have prevented this. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Friedrich, um, you would have to be seriously incompetent to mistake a blank with a real round. Also, equally so far, bringing live rounds onto a movie set. But also. Duck Alec Baldy Boy. <laughs> OK, uh, this Hal next one might explain. I hadn't heard this information. Do you want to read it? Uh, yeah. Hal Edwards says Jared from Guns and Gadgets today said the sheriff's department confirmed the gun in question was used at a firing range earlier this week using live rounds. And blonde, your Hillary comment wasn't that oh. offensive. So I, I, I shouldn't uh, incriminate Hannah, but let's say hypothetically that she or anyone else who was handling the gun decided, hey, uh, this would be fun for a little recreational range time in between uh, set uh, filming on the set or whatever. I could definitely see that situation where someone took That's it out to retarded. shoot it for fun and didn't check it when they brought it back. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. That could I, that, I wouldn't be surprised if that turns out to be what, what happens. Rodzilla, my brother-in-law is a successful prop master. Since the crow, you never point a gun or edge weapon directly at a human or animal. You aim for at least three feet away from life. Alec uh, would have known this. Hmm. Guilty. Yikes. Makes sense to me. Um, Pep says spending the evening going through a bunch of stuff in my younger days. I'm wondering if vintage vinyl is still hot today. Have a lot of rush, Led Zeppelin, boss, and even grease. Keep or sell. Uh, I think it's, I think it's still hot. People love vinyl, right? 
I do know people are into it. It's not my thing, but yeah, I, I know a lot of people are purists about that. Yep. Robin D. Banks. So let me get this straight. We don't have the freedom to infect others, but it's completely fine for these people to demand hospitals deny medical treatment for not being vaccinated. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We missed one from Knuckle Hunky. Oh, can you read it? I don't yeah, know he says R.I.P. Mrs. Matthew Hutchins, which how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> what an offensive thing to say. Yeah, really. Chris Hines, uh, costume money. Thank you. We appreciate that. Knuckle Thanks. Hunky Buck again. Biden should be a guest on Saturday Night Live and they should do a sketch where Trump shoots him. I wonder if SNL is anybody <laughs> that does a decent Trump impression. Uh, they, they certainly need a new one now. Yeah. Or will Alec Baldwin just come back to do that? Furious Dan, why is it that those with uh, who screech for gun control do not know how to control a gun? Because it's their fear. They're governed by their fear. Yeah. Someone else needs to take care of this for me. Yep. Uh, Kevin Brait, um, someone needs to tell Mr. Baldwin that it, that this that that is not what people mean by shooting a film. Ayo. This whole Ayo. stream, I've been avoiding the using the word shoot in the film context because I don't want to sound like I'm making jokes. It's like, yeah. I've been very conscious of that because I don't want to say shooting on Why? set. If we can't laugh at Alec Baldwin accidentally shooting and killing somebody on set, what can we laugh at? <laughs> It's not for offensive reasons. I just didn't want to sound like, I was trying not to sound like I was making lame jokes the whole time. I was trying but to be so serious. Easy. There's yeah. so many puns. Yeah. Well, actually just that one. Kevin, I just read that one. Jonathan Smith, Matt and I once made love and I almost finished but then I offered him unsolicited advice on how he could improve the stream. So instead, uh, he just got a little testy. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it would. <laughs> Esoterica Unbound. COVID-19 deaths. Justin now reached the number of caused caused by AIDS. So is Joe ready to make buggery illegal again? Or is it uh, the freedom to kill via disease just to be limited to a certain preferred groups? You know the answer to that. Uh, yeah. Correct. The answer is in the asking. Um, Josiah Lott Blonde stop gaslighting Matt about finding a nice white woman there's a reason she's called Ping 2 honestly I don't even know the origin of Ping 2 it's just because you were formerly referred to as Ping because you have like 0.5 Asian ancestry no it was it was 0.5 and then it just fell off of my oh it just disappeared so you've been vindicated (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah and then when uh, my wife filled in for you on a call-in stream. We didn't know what to call her, and Ping Two was the chat's choice. That's how that happened. That's it. I thought that's that it. like somebody saw her picture and decided that she was kind of chinky, and that's uh, how this. No, happened. there's like this. There's this rumor that she's Asian or something. Which the, the internet have at your rumors if you like. She's not Asian, but Ping Two is no. her name. She's not Asian. Uh, Keeney says corn pop holio. Needs teepee for his bunghole. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Joshua Worley. Um, is the NIH also tested ADS medication on foster children without proper consent? And Dr. Fauci experimented with aborted scalps and kidneys. I've heard that one too. Yeah. ADS medication. Man, we are just a sliver aware from the final prophecy that Dr. Fauci personally cooked up the virus himself. For real. Yeah. Mm. we'll get there still be licking his butthole even if they found out (laughs) johnny rebel planning a meetup for richmond and hampton roads email brian at virginia beach if you didn't get an email invite and you are interested all virginians vote youngkin keep virginia southern purge the nova yuppies that's right the election is not this week but the week after that's going to be uh kind of a bellwether vote 
to see where uh, the direction of the country is headed, heading into the next elections. If, you know, you still believe in the unquestionable legitimacy of such things. Yeah. Yeah. Is roaming millennial Asian? Yes, you guys. Yes. She's half Asian. Uh, Bree says, I know a girl who was murdered by a shot that hit someone else. One of the three people I know who were murdered by joggers, but my lived experience is probably racist. Jenna Cooper Huskers on YouTube. Man, that sucks. So killed by a shot that I assume was meant for and hit Some, someone else. Hit someone else. That's what it sounds like. Wow. Yeah, yeah I um, guess that's. I guess in a group setting or something that that's certainly plausible though. People are bunched up together. Yeah. And it's some kind of yeah, some kind of shooting in that setting. I could see it happening. Mojack four twenty. Uh, Richard Levine has the blood of Pennsylvania nursing home victims from the coof. He backed putting infected into nursing homes while removing his mother from a home. That's right. So she didn't get the coup. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. And got uh, military medals pinned on his chest for it. Yeah, what a joke. <laughs> Issue. A study under review was showing Johnson & Johnson was only 3% effective at preventing catching the coup after five months. When they questioned the longevity of natural immunity, clearly it should have questioned Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, but I don't was know that that's boosted? true. But, um, uh, I'm going to step in for Susan here. That was not boosted J&J. We all know. <laughs> Yeah. Once you get, get the, the double vax. Yeah. Um, the chat, I took a photo of that Arizona fed interacting with Savannah Hernandez attached to this, to a message and reached out to her and Elijah on IG for comment to Noville benign, but I sent to you in the telegram group. I'm sure any, any footage of this guy is helpful. I'm surprised anyway, I hadn't seen him out. earlier. Apparently this has been circulating for a little while, but that the video is new to me this week. Kevin Broussard, I'm behind on the stream, so I'm sending this before I hear the movie review. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly is the greatest movie ever made. I'll die on that hill. Uh, it was well, pretty I hate, I hate to break your heart. I'll have to do the same thing I did with uh, Groundhog Day, which is like, yeah, it's all right. It's, it's okay. I blocked that memory out because it was so traumatic for me. <laughs> the amount of hate I got for just saying Groundhog Day was okay. <sighs> Theory is I think there are pieces of the good, the bad, and the ugly that are among the greatest ever, specifically the soundtrack. Some of the stylistic elements of it were clearly influential. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on it. Furious Dan. Um, can we get a top 10 fake news list for those of us with many blue pilled friends and family? Oh man. Like in what time frame? for me, uh, for me, the Covington kids ranks very, very high. Let's do two each. Okay. Well, I, I'll take Covington and Jussie. But those are two obvious ones. Well, I got to I got to go with Covington. Michelle Fields is pretty bad. The <laughs> yeah. insurrection. The January 6th was terrible. Yeah. Although selling oh, what that about the one, Russian dossier. Yeah, that's a good one, too. The insurrection is such a deeply held narrative. It's hard to sell that like hard, hard to. I don't like the word sell because that implies that I'm pushing something that's false. It's hard right. to to break down the mental barriers that people have on that. Yeah. Like I said, I like to dabble into you know, random Facebook conversations here and there on left-wing news stories or news outlets and just see what people are saying. People still believe that several police officers were murdered on January yeah. 6th. They, yeah. they genuinely they really believe do. They that. genuinely believe it. Yeah. Um, Good luck. You can't stop the scout. Greta's never going to give you up her extra chromosomes. <laughs> Keeney <laughs> says, I'm still waiting for Greta's selective mutism to select. You? That, that rickroll performance would have been the perfect time that was so painful to watch <sighs> just leave credit uh, <laughs> dmac per blonde's asian hierarchy i think she would really enjoy uh kimono mom on youtube a trad japanese mom cooking in trad clothes with her daughter a good blueprint for promoting western tradition hmm. i i don't know what to say i really like the japanese i, I think they're 
they're great. I wish more of the samurai culture hadn't been extinguished in the war. Um, Nakalaki Buck. I enjoyed Dogma more than Good the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Hashtag Fire Map. <laughs> I don't know what to tell this. you. I did. I'm not, and I guarantee I'm not alone in that. By the way, uh, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean there aren't pieces of the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly that I think are excellent. It just means that overall, I had a better time watching Dogma. Link to the future. You two are a couple of sane voices in an insane world. Thanks for another great show. Thank you, Link to the Future. We appreciate that. President Magtama. The Scots are doing away with the word spooky. I guess we have to go back to sitting around the campfire telling niggardly stories. Uh, <laughs> hope nobody beat me to the joke I just got here. I am not going to be niggardly. No, that's a new one. <laughs> I don't. What's the origin of spook? Uh, as a racial slur? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I have no either. idea. It's not a good racial slur if I can't trace it back to something that I think is I, Actually, it's so uncommon. It refers to what? Black people? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I hardly ever even hear it used. Is it because they, they scare you in the night? <laughs> I guess they, they sneak I up on you, up. I guess. I don't know. All right, let me uh, catch up with Tippy Stream, and we'll, we'll call it a, uh, a stream tonight. I left off, I believe, on Phil. Yeah, here we go. Phil says, another week, another Afghan refugee raping an American. It's all so tiresome, and yet there seems to be no end in sight. The people who rule us want us destroyed and will do whatever it takes to keep their uh, pets from being harmed. Yeah, and that, like, like we're talking about, is right here in our neck of the woods. <sighs> A very unfortunate story. Otter's going to says after suffering a bad rear collision Friday that left my car uh, wiggling or wigglier than me. This show is all I could uh, look toward in a positive light. Little Matt and Rebecca and mommy are fine. FYI. Oh, well, that's right. Even if all 12 airbags uh, failed my back. Though, oh, no. Time for beer. So this is the couple that they're newlywed Yikes. they have t- young twins i believe under one-year-old twins uh yeah, yeah they were they're born, like, like brand new yeah in the summer um mm-hmm. and they're named matt and rebecca the twins rear-end collision i'm glad to hear everybody's safe but man yeah uh, get yikes. those airbags inspected i guess yeah <sighs> rough one but i'm glad to hear you guys are fine mm-hmm. and thanks for letting us know bearded uh, Ma- uh bearded mountain says mod's a little quick to time out tonight sorry a vet took offense to a brand new admirable uh, admiral sorry uh have medals they haven't been uh on long enough to earn maybe rein in the stormtroopers tonight well i don't know did you do all caps because i'm betting they really hate all caps the all caps thing you know that is a content neutral regulation and i just I, i let them i let them enforce their caps rules but uh i appreciate the support for the show and and Thank you for tuning in. Phil says, uh, did you see the story of American missionaries who were kidnapped in Haiti last week? The Haitian government has to be concerned that the gravy train stops if they are harmed. They shouldn't worry. There's an endless supply of white savior types here. I, I've seen the story at a headline level. I've not looked into it. I know they're demanding a million dollars for every I, hostage, yeah. but uh, that's about all I know Yikes. about it. Do you think we're all rich? I guess. I don't know. Maybe Joe will uh, fulfill that request. We'll see. Phil always said, uh, Phil says, always check every gun you are handed and never point in a direction you don't intend to shoot. All the sympathy should be reserved for the for Baldwin's victim and her family. Derision and mockery are all Baldwin deserves. I can I can get with that. Standard. Okay, yeah. All right. And I will acknowledge it. it we I, I don't know anything about the woman who was killed and I don't want to lump in her in with some of the mockery that has been indulged in around the uh, Alec Baldwin's politics and all this. There is a mom who is missing from a family now and a wife to the point that Alec Baldwin was making. We have no idea. I don't want to to mock that. That's horrible. But Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin is a guy who would happily 
<laughs> mock yeah. that for his political purposes all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bosephus says, Matt and Blonde, uh, could you guys review Jesse Lee Peterson on Michael Malice's show? It was fantastic. If in doubt, watch the last four minutes. Best ending ever. Also, Styx will be debating Nick on November 4th. Oh, uh, Nick Fuentes? Styx and Nick Fuentes, maybe? Yeah. Sweet. Monday is deadlift day. Well, good luck with that. I've not heard uh, Jesse Lee Peterson on Michael Malice, but I generally like both guys. I bet it was pretty good. This this name, no knickers as in pants, allowed as in audible. Nice. You're right about Baldwin. He uh, or had basic gun safety protocol been covered, then this wouldn't she wouldn't have died. Full stop. He's responsible for her death. Is in a layman, uh, just in a layman sense, I agree. I don't see how you can say that he he bears no responsibility in what happened to her. As a legal matter, I'm sure that's the conclusion that we're going to get. He bears no responsibility. Yeah, for sure. To for for what happened to her. Michu says, "My sister is a customer. Uh, she says, oh, co- costumer, costumer. <laughs> she says union rules. Every actor, no matter how familiar an actor with a gun, is given a safety speech before handoff. She blames the diversity hire. Yeah." Um, I have to, based on my understanding of the story now, I have to blame everybody. If one person who handled that in the chain follows basic yeah. firearm safety, I guess maybe they, does the assistant director have an obligation to inspect the rounds that are in that cylinder? I don't know. If you're pointing the gun, you better know what's, uh, what's chambered in there. So yeah, definitely. anybody who handled it should have exercised better judgment in my opinion danny from montana says happy belated uh anniversary and birth uh, and birthday matt thank you on the topic of finding a chick just be yourself when i met my current girlfriend i showed her the great <laughs> the greatest story never told is that what it says going strong four years later keep your head up out there kings <laughs> encouragement from danny uh, thank you for that and thank you for the well wishing i appreciate that witwat says nasim dejafi agdam Shot up YouTube and killed zero people. Oh, that was the YouTube shooter. Right. The incompetent. She shot some people, though. (laughs) She did. I think she might have hit. Did she hit anyone? She didn't kill anyone. Yeah, two people were like minorly injured as as minorly as you can be if you get shot. And then she shot herself in the stomach and had a slow, horrible death. God, I thought it was the heart. But yeah, she probably would. Straight to the gut. Alec Baldwin (laughs) shot once and kills one and injures another. Uh, are we sure he's not secretly part of the RWDS? Looks like CVS isn't the only one out there giving free shots. <laughs> oh, hey. just when I said I wouldn't be joking about this. Whatever. I'll admit to scumbaggery. Michu says my favorite event of the week was the. Oh, the trans shaman. Repent, motherfucker. Repent, motherfucker. Repent, motherfucker. That's a good name for that. Uh, whoever that. It looked like that little army girl. It looked like her, whoever that was yelling in the crowd. All right. I think we're close to finished up here. Let me um, refresh. And yeah, we are all set. D live. We are good. Thank you guys. And if we're good on YouTube, we can call it a night. Um, we got one more. Would you rather uh, fight a chicken every day or you get a sword and have to fight a chimpanzee once chicken? Does the chimp get a sword or just me? No, that chimp would fuck you up. Remember that that yeah. lady who got her face torn off by the chimp? Yeah. Yeah. It, World's first successful face transplant. Right. She's still like, you know. Fight a chicken every day with my bare hands or do I get to just hack its head off? 
I'd love to wake up every day and stomp on a chicken's head. It'd be good for my mental health, I think. It seems safer. I mean, there's no, there's no, it might be annoying to kill the chicken, but I don't see a way that the chicken's going to severely damage me. You can me. eat the chicken too. I don't want to eat a chimpanzee. Yeah. So I'll go chicken. Thank okay. you. On that All note. Right. We answer the important questions here. That's we uh, do. how this show operates. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Oh, wait, before we leave. So spook came from a Dutch word that means apparition, which gradually meant, uh, it came to mean black and then it got worked in as um it's a really deep cut there you i like go. the scaring you in the night thing that wait makes way more sense. important pieces of history the new mexico campaign of the civil war and the origin of the racial slur spook yeah you get a little Not bit of everything great. on this show if you'd like to listen to more you can check out the audio platforms they're linked in the description and on the website anything else Visit the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. We have everything posted up over there. We will be back not next Sunday, next Saturday for Halloween, but still, if it's Sunday. Sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. We will see you in costume Saturday night. Have a good week. Bye, guys. Bye.